do you even know how precious you are to me? You could be anywhere right now. And yet you're here at ruining your childhood, the pitfalls of nostalgia. Do you know how special that is to me, to all of us here at ruining your childhood, the pitfalls of nostalgia, the podcast? It means a lot, you know, and uh, if you've ever wanted to reach your hand out and show us how special we are to you, then you could do us a real solid and you could go to Amazon Music or Apple Music or or probably Google Play or something. You know, wherever you can rate the podcast, I would go there, okay, and rate it as high as you hey, as high as you feel that it should be rated. But I would recommend five stars. That's my recommendation. But no pressure, you know. If you think it's a three star, now you know what? If you think it's a three star, don't even worry about it. Don't just move on. But my recommendation would be to go and rate it five stars, okay, and then leave a review. You know, a glowing review, please, preferably. And once you've done that, if you could also subscribe to us somehow, you know, even just mentally, if you could just like in your head, just be like, oh, I got to got to check those new episodes out. That would be great. But if there's a way you can do it online, do that as well, because all of those things in combination are going to help us. We're going to see a little uptick in our listenership and that's going to give us the warm feelies you know and it's going to give us the momentum to continue forward providing you just outstanding content (laughs) just just the best content you've ever heard in your life so from all of us here at ruining your childhood the pitfalls of nostalgia podcast thank you and enjoy Breaking Bad is a bad show, that's why. Yeah. Uh, it was clearly written, so this was my theory when I was watching it, and then after hearing the right main writer talk about it in an interview. Senor Gilligan? Uh, sure. Uh, there was no ending, and like they had no, they didn't even know what they were going to do with the first season when the first episode came out. It's not well thought out. I never thought it was well thought out. I think it plays into a lot of things that are quality, but I think that it uses the soap opera formula. Uh, Or, I mean, like Walking Dead does the same thing, right? Where, say, you know, episode one happens and you're hooked, right? Episode two comes in and it starts out and it finishes the cliffhanger or part of the cliffhanger that happened in the the last episode, right? Because the episodes always end on a cliffhanger. And so the second episode or the next episode will resolve that cliffhanger. Then there will be a large portion of dead space. 
there's <laughs> essentially nothing happens, you know, and it's just yeah. like pained dialogue. And then at the end, something will happen. To and, and, and bring it uh, to the cliff, the edge yeah, of the to, cliff. To bring it to the edge of the cliff. And then so you're hooked. You have to not watch the next episode, right? right. But what this does is it creates a 45-minute show uh, or whatever it was. You know, I mean, soap operas have been doing this for so long. But it creates a 45-minute show where actually plot-wise is probably five minutes of content mm. of the, that's actually, like, detrimental. And I understand that people want to get to know the people and stuff. And I also thought just the depiction of Skyler was horrible. Terrible. Take a lap. Uh, his wife, Ryan Cranston's wife. Yeah, rewatching it, his family sucks, dude. But see, but that's like part of the whole thing because they're making you sympathetic to the character of Walter because you're like, yeah, man, he like doesn't have a say in his life at all. Like she'll decide what he's going to eat and she'll decide what kind of medical care he's going to get and she'll decide... She, she always talks for him every time they're in like a group setting she's talking about him like he's not there yeah so it's like you know what i'm saying like and then heisenberg is like his attempt to take power back into his life is i think it's pretty well written man i i have to disagree personally i think you're a fucking idiot because i think the characterization is fucking genius and like his slow descent into like the heisenberg character but it's like Heisenberg is just a part of who he is anyway. And you like learn that. Or, I don't know. It's pretty good. I, I think it's pretty good. Well, I think like initially in the first season, they, writ, they wrote uh, Jesse, his character, to, to die. Ah. And then they were like, oh, but Aaron Paul's just a really good actor. So we're going to really write him back into the thing. And yeah, Aaron Paul is a really good actor. I really, He's pretty dope. I don't like him in that role. I think it's just, once again, I don't, I don't think the direction's the greatest. It's just like, I agree that there are a lot of really good concepts that are pushed throughout it, but there are a lot yeah. of really bad concepts and a lot of filler that is interlaced with all of the good concepts. And for me, I can't really get past it and put it into an upper echelon of like one of the greatest TV shows of all time because it's, it's just got so much filler. Mm. Like the, the Sopranos doesn't have filler. The Wire does not have filler. Mm -hmm. The, you know, there are a lot of, Six Feet Under does not have filler. Uh, fucking... I don't see, I don't see the filler though. Like I'm rewatching it and every piece of all the dialogue pushes their character along or adds to their, like makes, makes their decisions make more sense. You know what, what I'm How far in are you right now? I am like four episodes in maybe. Oh, like see, see, you're still in, you're in it at a point where it made sense to the writers. Oh no, I'm sorry. I'm season two, episode one. That's where I'm at. Okay. But you're still at a point where they knew what they were doing, right? things start to get out of control and snowball like the characters, you know, write for themselves is, is what uh, a lot of authors say. And that's totally like a good thing to do sometimes. Yeah. But I don't know, like writing the episodes as they go along, as they, as they, you know, are needed, you know, and you got to finish the episode, like South Park's one of the only people that can actually do that and do it well. You and I think that they sacrificed a lot of integrity of the show because they didn't really know what they needed. Hmm. And, if, and if they would have sat down longer and wrote the show, then it would have been better. But at the same time, I also think that it's intentional the way that they did that. I think that they purposefully used the soap opera formula. AMC is very into that style of TV show. I don't yeah. know if you've ever noticed, but The Walking Dead is the same way. 
Um, it was a yeah. big, big AMC show, and it's even worse than Breaking Bad as far as like cliffhangers and bullshit, like nothing happening in the middle. And Mad Men's pretty much like that too, where there's just like, and I wouldn't actually say that Mad Men there's like nothing happening in the middle, but it's a lot of like dialogue and just character building and things like that. But they they right. still, they still put it on, you know, where it's the cliff kind of cliffhanger. You know, you want to know what happens next. But AMC is just like, I don't know. I saw through that shit like right away, like. Well, I'd say The Walking Dead is definitely that way because obviously, like, you're following a group of characters through a zombie apocalypse wasteland with no, there is no plan. Fortunately, we have a plan, Professor Frank. Hi, good evening, ladies. Right, Sterling, what's the plan? All right, just take your seat, just take your seat. For any of it, you know what I mean? It's just you're following them on their journey, and that's how life is. I mean, it's like shit happens, there's a lot of nothing. So that, I understand that, but I don't see that in Breaking Bad. I don't know. We'll see as I go along. But uh, I remember it being really iconic characters that are extremely yes. well written. Nothing is wasted, as far as I remember, in characterizing them correctly and having their motivations make perfect sense. Everyone's got their own thing going on and they're all iconic. And like Breaking or uh, Better Call Saul is like a perfect example of like how strong those characters are because they put them in a whole different world and it's a fucking amazing show. Well, so I agree with you 100% that Breaking Bad has some amazing characters. And I think yeah. Better Call Saul, in my opinion, is way better than Breaking it's Bad. It's a fucking great show. Yeah. I think that show is like, that's a good show. And that show to yeah. me is like Breaking Bad could have done this. They, they could have made every aspect of the character building this interesting. They could have. Right. And what's crazy is that show is so slow. Like all of the scenes take like five fucking minutes each. But, but it doesn't um, feel like that. It doesn't feel like it. it. And it's like you're hanging on every fucking move that anybody makes the whole yeah. time. It's crazy, man. It's like yeah. a masterclass in like building tension and yeah, characterization. Well, and you notice that in Better Call Saul, they bring in characters of Mike and Gus. Yeah. You know, which are Mike, Gus, and Saul were the best characters. Arguably, yes. Because I'll tell I tell mean, you, man, Walter's dope as fuck. Jesse is annoying. So yes. Far. Jesse's necessary for the the like the story in a yeah. way, but like he's not fun to watch, right? No, he's just annoying. He reminds me of folks in Granite Falls. <laughs> but you know, it's it's you know, for instance, like Tony Soprano was was a horrible person, and you hated him, yes, but he, he was. but he was uh, captivating. He may have Alzheimer's. I don't know. Good, maybe he'll forget my phone number. He right? certainly was. Well, it's because you're seeing you're seeing him deceive himself and everyone else constantly. And like, I guess a lot of the tension of that show is like waiting for you or waiting for him to realize that he's being really dishonest with himself and like break through to this moment of like self-realization and self-actualization, but he never does, never does. I mean, part of the commentary behind that is because Freudian, uh, Freudian psychotherapy does not work. It helps right. you, it right. helps you. I mean, they even say it in the show that like, I mean, specifically that psychotherapy like that does not work for uh, individuals who are narcissistic in nature. Right. Or and like, they, yeah, they do bring that up. That's like they a do, they, they do bring that up, but they on. also, but they don't bring it up that it, the fact that it's entirely ineffective. Yeah. It helps a person bring up the issues that they need to solve. Right. right. So right. in that way, it's effective, but. Sure. But if you're not going to work on those issues or if you're not going to bring them up, it's a it's a chance for Tony to just self mythologize and just like you know and, and in real life you know you're, if your therapist is like all right you know like helps you come across the realization that these are the issues 
at that point they need to be like okay now you need to go see a cognitive behavioral therapist or you need to go like like this we are done here but they don't do that they're just like all right come in next week because you're gonna pay because we live in a capitalist society yeah it's not about health entirely no it's about you know our 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 health system is entirely about uh passing the buck to to the next week and never never curing you you know if we if we were cool and by cool, I mean we actually, <laughs> actually use the technology that we have. You know, cancer would have been cured. Yeah, like we'd have right. clean, we'd have clean energy. Like if this we were earth. chill, we would have fucking solved all these fucking problems. Yeah, for real. But going back to Breaking, we got Bad, a bunch of Tony Sopranos running everything. I know. Seriously though, uh, but yeah, going back to Breaking Bad, you know, the best characters are in Better Call Saul. Yeah, right, you're you're correct that uh, Heisenberg is is a great character, and even Fuck yeah, and his descent, the the slow descent. And you see it and you're like sympathetic to it. That's what's great about it. Because oh, you're yeah. sympathetic to him doing the worst shit you can fucking imagine. Oh, he does a great job at, or, I mean, I'm sorry, the show does a great job at, at straddling the gray area mm. and make and, and, and making you not see things in black and white. So I, I do appreciate it for that. I also really like the character. I think his name was Gus, if I recall correctly. He was the, the other Gustavo lab tech. Frain. Oh, no, no, oh, no, I'm sorry. What's the... Yeah, I know who you're talking about. He's in Breaking Bad too, for briefly, yeah. Like, talking about the uh, dude with the glasses, he listens to like opera. Yeah, yeah, that's music. yeah, yeah, that's yeah. the. Well, I was thinking about him in Breaking Bad. I like his character. The point is, yeah, he's a better call. Song I too. think it's easy to uh, at, uh, forget how many bad characters there are on that show, just because the the four to five good great characters, like fantastic. Hey, but that's characters. a feat, though. If you've got some characters that are like pretty unlikable, and you walk away from the show only thinking about the characters who are fucking iconic. I mean, that's pretty, that's pretty good. And I think it, the characters, I've, I'm sure that you're talking about like Skylar and the DEA agent, brother-in-law. Oh, the DEA agent, actually, he's dope. His character, oh, yeah? okay. his character is great. I think he's that a his, dick. He's so hard to like. He's a dick. No, no, I don't like him by any means, yeah, yeah. but I think his character is necessary and I think it's very yeah. well done. And it's a perfect, yeah, it's a perfect like- uh, You need that, you need that balance. Wrench in the machinery, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you need the balance. I mean, it adds the tension and stuff like exactly. that. I mean- to me, you know, if Skyler would have just not been in the picture and he would have just been the brother-in-law that's still helping raise the kids, you know, like, and then the, don't get me wrong, or get, get me started about the kid. And I mean, that's just- Walter like, Jr.? Yeah, there's just so much like unnecessary tension between all, I don't know, the family. I just really, I think that the show could have been five out of five mm. stars if they would have just waited a little bit. You know, they were so fascinating. It's just so rushed out, man. And once you get past the point where Gus, you know, the whole Gus explosion thing, I'm pretty sure like once you get past that. Oh, yeah. He like loses half his face. I forgot about that. Yeah. And so like, I'm pretty sure if I recall after that, it starts to just spiral into like what the fuck is happening kind of thing. It becomes really formulaic past that point, like, like overly formulaic. And so, well, see, it has a little bit of leeway at that point, though. You know what I mean? Because it was mm. like it built up so mo- so much momentum, it could kind of coast a little bit. I don't know. I don't know. I'll see. I'll see. Because I'm only on episode one of season two, so we'll find out. But I remember walking away from that show, thinking, "God damn, these epic moments, these epic characters, this fucking amazing like mythology." I don't know. It's just like the perfect like not hero's journey, like villain's journey. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, he's an antihero. Yeah, for sure. And he's, he's like he's, one of he's the a best. definition antihero. And he's a yes, I agree. That's the thing about it. And you know, once again, I'm, I'm going to say it: the four great characters that it introduced mm-hmm. distracted from the fact that there's a lot of filler and mediocrity. 
Yeah, we'll find out. But we'll also, what, you know, going back to that um, same thing, the, you know, the cinematography is great. So oh, yeah. that, that also is very distracting too. Like The way it's directed is... Yeah, great. like people can copy Wes Anderson and not, you know, have the dialogue of Wes Anderson and, you know, it'll still be a beautifully like shot film, but like it, it doesn't have the, you know, complexity. And so... Brian Cranston. Brian Cranston is a fucking great actor. Have you watched Westworld? Yeah, I love it. So that shit is like... You want to talk about stuff that has no filler and just keeps Speaking building. Speaking of Aaron Paul, too. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's <laughs> yeah. what I'm saying. He's like really good in that. Right. And uh, I will say the first season is a masterpiece. The second season, I was like, all right, okay, okay. And the third season, I'm kind of like, oh, this is getting really overly complicated and Baroque. Like this storyline, I kind of lost the thread of what's even happening here. Uh, the reason that people didn't like season two is because it's too complex. Well, yeah, that was season two got pretty complex too. Yeah. yeah. And so, you know, if you want to understand season two, watch season one twice and yeah. then watch season two twice. Hmm. And like, you'll understand a it a lot better. <laughs> That's a lot of investment. Exactly. But, you know, I mean, it's beautiful and it is what it is, but um, there are so many facets to it. And I mean, it's very similar to the original, you know, concept that uh, Crichton, I was pretty sure Crichton put together um where it's like westworld wasn't just one right it, it, it's an amusement park one yeah. of one of many and right. so you know and they had to explore that they, and yeah. the movie explored it they had to explore it you know? yeah exactly and i mean it, it makes sense and, and it builds like everyone in that show just acts so fucking well Fuck yeah like i mean that's hbo though they always get the best fucking actors and get the best performances out of them i swear to god well, that's just the thing for me that is like Breaking Bad could have been, you know, top top five shows of all time. Mm -hmm. uh, I would be apprehensive to put it in the top 25. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of shit out and yeah. a lot of really good shit out. Uh, I say Breaking Bad like is top tier for me personally. But if I put it in comparison to other things, I would have to really think about that. I really don't think it's a great fucking show. I will say that. I think everything about it is great from what I remember and what I'm watching so far. Okay. But uh, yeah, I don't think it's as good as fucking Westworld. You know what I'm saying? Definitely not. Yeah. Well, season one. Season one blasts everything else out of the water. It's like um, True Detective, too. Just observation and deduction. I see a propensity for obesity, poverty, a yen for fairy tales. Folks putting what few bucks they do have in the little wicker baskets being passed around. I think it's safe to say that nobody here is going to be splitting the atom, Marty. Fucking season one and season three are excellent. Season two kind of sucked ass, but I like season two. People oh, are really? haters. Yeah, oh, I hated that shit. It was everybody was the same character. No, there was yeah, they were all like uh, sad sacks. Like the fucking two cops were identical, except one was a man and one was a woman. And uh, Vince Vaughn was not convincing to me whatsoever as a mafia boss. Bad as this is, wrong as it is. This hurt. It can make you a better yeah, man. Yeah, he was the least convincing of it all. But yeah. I didn't. And then everybody just dies at the end, and there's no like payoff. Really, it's like oh, okay. Oh, the payoff is the death. Sweet. Yeah, it's, it's not tight. satisfying like at all. I like those kind of anticlimactic things like that. I would not care about the characters. If if, if that would have came out, the season two would have came out first or as a separate entity. Yeah. Then it, then it would not have been viewed nearly as bad and people would have 100%. Liked it. 
But people comparing it to Matthew McConaughey. Or or Mahershala Ali, you know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, exactly, yeah. And so, uh, did you know that he was a rapper, by the way? Uh, I did, yeah, yeah. He was, he was I haven't a, actually listened to any of his music, but I he heard was that. A, yeah, he was an affiliate of Wu-Tang. Um, That's wild, man. Prince Ali, if I recall correctly. That's crazy, man. Pretty sure we opened up for him one time. Holy shit! Time. That's wild. I didn't know who he was, you know? Right. Yeah, he's like, going to be the new Blade, baby. Some motherfuckers are always trying to ice skate up hill. Yeah, that's tight. I think if anybody's going to be the new Blade, Mahershala Ali, man. If it's not Wesley Snipes, fuck yeah, we're, uh, Mahershala Ali, man. Just bring in Eddie Murphy. <laughs> it's Blade. It's to be a young Blade. It's a prequel. It's a prequel. <laughs> we'll de-age him the whole time. Yeah, it's a prequel that's like set in the future. I don't know. He's older. You're on some fucking next level shit right now, dude. I bet it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a uh, supposed to be 115 today. God damn! And uh, I I don't have pants on. So. No, understandable. I just put on a shirt because it's like I don't know 102 over here. Damn, 115 though. God damn. Yep. Man, climate change is about to turn the Northwest into California. Oh, it's not real though. Oh, yeah. Oh, I forgot. That's right. Yeah, I know. Think with your yeah. brain, Rob. Come on. I know. I know. It's the pro. It's the indoctrination, man. It's really good, and I just keep forgetting. I keep forgetting. You know, do you live in that liberal Northwest? Exactly, man. I'm surrounded by it. I'm always sucking dicks, and fucking. It's just like hard to remember just, what's yeah, really going on. Just full frontal male nudity in front of my face at all times. All times. Just yeah. jock straps everywhere. I go to the public library, and there's a drag queen jacking off. I'm just like, yeah. fuck. Oh, nah. shit. Exactly. And then you have to participate. It's I'm like, not gay. I'm not gay. Stop. I'm not gay. Nah. Exactly. Uh, it's hard. It's hard living in a liberal. It's a sin. <laughs> exactly. And also it degrades society. You know what I'm saying? I yeah. Which that, is good. So. Which is good. <laughs> uh, so I went to Reno and Santa Cruz. Ooh. What did you do? I went to visit Selena's mom and then my grandma. Fuck yeah, dude. And Family. Did you know that they still smoke cigarettes inside in casinos in Reno? I did not know that. Yeah. That seems like a really horrible idea. Yeah. Walked in, just got hit the, a wall of beauty. It's just, it's just bad. Yep. The thing about it is people are like, if I want to smoke, I should be able to smoke. And it's like, it's just like with the virus shit. It's like, yeah, you totally should be able to smoke if you want to. But like, what if I go into a place and everybody wants to smoke? Now I have to smoke. I don't have a fucking choice. Or you could just, you know, go to a different place. Well, that's true. If there was a smoking only place, that's fine. But. Uh, well, you could smoke everywhere in all of the casinos in Reno. The only place I find I found that you couldn't smoke, which I liked, was the sports book at the Pepper Mill. And the Pepper Mill is like a hotel casino there that's, you know, used to be run by the mob. And, uh, <laughs> and yeah, their sports book was dope. Um, just like you have a little station and you have a TV and you could tune into any sport, anything you want on your little TV. And then there's 360 degree, like multiple televisions all around and, and then pe people just screaming at the TV because they're losing yeah, of money course. left and right. right. Yeah, it is dope. I was like, this is tough. Sounds I, amazing. Yeah, I bet uh, 20 bucks on five, well, four baseball games and a hockey game. Lost yeah. the hockey game, lost two baseball games, won two baseball games, made my money back plus some. Hey, nice. <laughs> it's just crazy, like, watching everything. Like, people go in there 
with the intent to just lose money. I mean, what a, you know, yeah. Like, if you went in there expecting to come out with money, you're a little bit delusional. I wasn't going in expecting to come out with anything, but at the same time, I was going to try and play things that I had odds on. And right, yeah. right. So, like, if I wanted to go bet on the basketball game tonight, right? Um, I think that it is, it, let, let's say it's like the Bucks minus six and a half points, right? And so, if I bet either point, either side of that spread, I have to pay $110 to make $100. Okay. On the Bucks. Yeah. But, but I'm saying like, just, just think about that math wise, you have $110 to make a hundred dollars. So you're, so you're $10 investment. So so you're, you're handing them $10 (laughs) for the possibility (laughs) to make some money money back. back. Yeah. Some money back. Some money back, right. Your money back. Yeah. You're giving them 10 (laughs) extra dollars. And so there's, there's things like that. Right. And then there's, you know, for example, like let's say the Yankees are playing the Braves tonight. Yankees are favored. Uh, the the money line is uh, plus one eighty five in the favor of the Yankees or whatever. Was that like one eighty five percent or like what? Is that? Yeah. So you have in this case, like if the Yankees were favored, you'd have to bet one hundred and eighty five dollars to get a hundred back. <laughs> right. Right. Well, then but, why? why? Exactly. But people people bet on the favorites because <laughs> they want to win. Right, but they're and, not, but they're win not winning. That's they're not so winning bizarre, anything, dude. right? And so it's just like it. That's it, delusion, man. Like I'm going in there. Like... This is the first time I've ever been in a casino, and I'm like, I'm figuring all this out within like yeah. a six hour period as I'm just like hanging out. It's like, wow, dude. Like people are, are <laughs> people are dumb. Like, so all yeah. you gotta do if you're ever you know betting on sports, just don't make the bet unless you're right. betting on the underdog, unless you right. believe the underdog can win. Otherwise, just don't just don't make the bet. That's so hilarious. They're like, I, I guess it's just the thrill of doing it. You know what I exactly, mean? I, yeah. I guess. I mean, it's the thrill of losing money. It's the thrill of handing yeah, money yeah. to a corporation. Oh, a scam? Please. Yes. yes. Oh, yes. Give me that. Um, also, I figured out the video uh, poker and all that stuff. <laughs> no, it's right. I figured it out. Because, you know, you go in, you put some money in, right? And then they're like, cool. You, uh, you know, you're going to lose one time, you'll lose a couple times, then you're going to win, you're going to go on a little hot streak for a bit, you're going to make mm. some money. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to lose all that money you made, and then you're going to lose even more money. Yeah. And it's like, that's how the machines are set up every time. So what you have to do, and what people don't do, because they want to just stay in the same place, because they're Yeah, lazy. they want the big fucking payoff, you know? Yeah, and, and so they're like, yeah, I've been feeding money into this machine, it's going to pay out, you know, someone right. else gets that payout, right? Whatever, they like their machine, et cetera, right? But what you got to do is once you get that first little jump, and you lose that first hand, you just leave, go to another machine. Every time. Genius. So, you know, you make like... You heard it here first, folks. Well, the thing about it is, you know, you're only going to make like 20, 30 bucks per machine, you know, depending on, you know, how much you're putting in, what you're playing, etc. cetera. Uh, like I made well, 40 bucks on Baccarat and then lost 80. So you failed. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I put 40 in, so it's like... Oh, I won 40 bucks. And then all of a sudden I lost all of it. And I was just like, okay. But I was just testing out my theory for like multiple things. And I was yeah. like, okay, you know, and I did it on multiple sh- machines all around the thing. And I was like, okay, I think that if I wanted to go do this next time, I could do it. That being said, don't really want to do it. Food's no. really overpriced. Drinks yeah. were really overpriced. Were they? Yeah. And I was like, okay, I well. I thought they you would know. give you free drinks at Reno. You right? Know what I'm Keep right? you gambling. Whatever. That's what I'm saying. Like, dude, you want to get me drunk? I got 800 bucks in my pocket and I'm right. willing to hand it to you. 
for yeah. no reason with no expectation of receiving anything back and you want me to pay twelve dollars for a fucking whiskey sour right that's like, what, all that is is like now you want to be here oh. that's for real yeah I was instead just like, of okay. like lowering my inhibitions yeah and i was like okay well maybe you know they'll probably have good food because you know they want to keep people in there right no it's all like, <laughs> it's like 35 bucks a plate and like <laughs> what dude, the fuck? like there was a moment when i was in there and i was in there on a tuesday morning right well tuesday afternoon like 11 a.m right i get there at about 10 a.m you know, I know it's a downtime. Selena had uh, a bunch of uh, classes that she had to take, online classes in the, Airbnb, in the Airbnb. So I was like, all right, I need to get out of the house, let her have her space so she can work and shit. So I get there, put the you know money down on the the games that I want to, you know, and then I'm just like, okay, I'm going to walk around and do some gambling and stuff. Like at one point, you know, because of all the cigarette smoke and everything, and I'm wearing a mask because I don't want to smell the cigarette smoke, but I'm like, and it's the fucking desert. I'm parched as all hell. Yeah, I couldn't find a water. I want there's this, this is a three casinos connected to each other, and I couldn't find a fucking water fountain or anything, or Fuck, even a restaurant or a bartender to buy water. Right, so there are about fifteen bars in all three casinos. Yeah, all of them have all the lights on, you know, like backlit everything, and it's all beautiful. But there's just no bartender there. There's no sign anywhere that says closed. Every single bar except one. And so it's just like, Jesus, it was the most inept concept of running a business I'd ever like I'd ever been around. Now, to be fair, probably Friday night would be a whole different story. Well, Friday nights, everything's open. And the reason that they do that, you know, is because they want you to wander around. They want you to get lost. Selena pointed out that there's no clocks anywhere. You know, there's no natural daylight because, you know, it's just it's supposed you're not supposed to know what time of day it is. You're not supposed supposed to to get lost. Yeah. Where am I? Yeah. And uh, the word. You know, I'm okay with getting lost, right? I wanted to get lost. I wanted to spend my money, but I want some fucking water. Oh, uh, I ain't got no water. Exactly. <laughs> like, is it that hard? Like, ask, like right? I, yeah, it's like I have a pocket full of hundreds right yeah. now that I made. Yeah. And then I planned to come down here and spend. And so I didn't end up spending nearly all my money, you know, because I was just right. like, like, what the fuck? That's so stupid. Weird, man. Uh, yeah, I'm not a huge gambling guy, so I don't think I'll ever do any of that shit. Well, that's the first time, you know, and I had no desire. I, was, I wasn't like, oh, my God, this is my home. So why don't you send him home? His bags are packed. He's got his airplane tickets. Bring him to the airport. Send him home. You know, <laughs> when it comes it. down to it, it's, it's people with addictive personalities. You know, you got to be aware of that shit because you yeah, get that pang sure. that you win. And if you win big, yeah. you know, it can be dangerous because then you it's can that be like, dopamine oh, it's hit, man. Yeah. Super dangerous. Uh, Facebook does that, too. But yeah, we have all our Instagram and everything. Um, man, I went to uh, a boxing match at Tequila. Uh, and I'm pretty sure now that I think about it, or maybe it was Emerald. I think it was Emerald Queen Casino. Uh, now that I think about it, I think everybody was smoking in there too, in fucking Washington. Must have been like native land, so they can do whatever they want or something. I don't know. Yeah, I think casinos you can smoke. I'm assuming, but I just didn't know that. But at the same time, like I was like, oh, I got my, you know, my hash pen. Yeah. So I'm just puffing everywhere. <laughs> I was yeah. just like, all right, you know, like, <laughs> you know, no one's gonna smell this over the fucking Marlboro Red that this nah. 75 year old woman next to me is burning <laughs> as she feeds quarters. Man, some people in there in some of those rooms, uh, it's very like dark. It's bleak. It's uh, bleak. It's like, damn, y'all have a fucking life and a half right here. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Things is rough. 
I just don't understand where they get the money to do that, you know? Dude, I know. Well, it's just like, you know, meth heads or whatever. It's like, where do they get the fucking money to, you know, maintain this addiction? Well, meth, you know, it, you have functionality when you're on meth, unless you're too high on meth, but meth, you know, increases your mobilization. And so that's stealing things. And, and, uh, and, and, <laughs> and hun- the hunter gatherer side of the meth head is very uh, yeah. well pronounced. That's true. So, I'd be more concerned about the heroin addicts, you know, because he bangs up yeah, and, then, right. and then he just passes out. And it's like, yeah. you know, you got no energy. So what are you, where are you going? He ain't going nowhere. He's going fucking nowhere. Where are you going? Nowhere. That's right. So how do they get the money for it? How do they do it? I don't know. So they bought us. That's true. Suck your dick with some black talk. <laughs> Why is it a large Italian man? <laughs> hey, oh. hey, you, I'll suck your dick for black car, huh? I used to suck dick for Coke. I seen him. Hey, hey, <laughs> come here. He's like in the restaurant, and you're going to the bathroom, he grabs yeah. your arm. He's like, hey, hey, listen. He's in like the, like, I'll one suck of those, your dick. He's in like one of those bathroom stalls, but it's like one of the half, <laughs> half sized ones, you know, that's like, the stall yeah. only comes up to here. Yeah. He's like, yeah, trying, to hide in there. Hey. trying to hide in there. He's like 6'5. <laughs> Dude, I can see you. No, it's a hell of a guy. That fucking that guy, Ricky Lorenzo. Ricky. Oh, Ricky. Okay. Oh, <laughs> yeah, Lorenzo from Essex. That's what we'll call him. <laughs> Lorenzo from Essex. I suck your dick over here. Come on, steal a black tie. Black tie heroin. Oh, you only got fentanyl. No, no, it's not gonna work. I'll suck your main vein if you put something in my veins. Like your toe suck, huh? <laughs> my friend posted this video of uh this dude in full juggalo clown makeup you know yeah uh just just licking and sucking this girl's toes oh it's like the video was you know from her perspective you know her filming him (laughs) just like licking her toes and i just just like disgustingly watched it like four times in a row (laughs) it's like i'm not into toe stuff but i'm just like that's that's a human interest story right there that's something to check out it's like a train wreck you're just like (laughs) Hawaii. Yeah. yeah. Especially Seems at like it's I'm assuming it's at like one of those juggalo gathering concerts. No, festivals. it's in someone's apartment. Oh, great. Yeah. Dingy gross apartment. It's, yeah, some role play. You know, she's Beautiful. like, all right, you're gonna paint your face, baby. Then you're gonna suck my my piggies. Can't imagine going through the effort the painting. This little piggy face. goes to the market. <laughs> There's not shit at that this market. This little piggy goes in your mouth. Disgusting. Disgusting. Your burrito just too big. It's popping at the seams down at the bottom. It's a little gets a little messy. I thought burritos were supposed to be a finger food. Well now with burrito tape. You can make sure, you can ensure that your burrito will stay closed all the way to the bottom. No more displacement, popping your tortilla open at the seams. Now with burrito tape available at Star Mart, keep your burritos solid, whole, and delicious. Yes, burrito tape is edible, made by Scotch Brand, available now at Star Mart.
Eating more than four inches of burrito table severely disrupt your digestive tract. Consume in small portions. Not safe for children or adults or elders or animals. Burrito tape is not edible. Look at this. Wait, let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Quit blocking it, you green screen fuck. 104 right now. Oh, damn. And rising. I would yeah, imagine yeah. it's probably like 87 or some shit here. Not that bad. Uh, yesterday. Oh, no, we, it's 94. Oh, okay. Yesterday we broke the all-time record. And today it's we're rough, going, man. we're going, we're, we're, we're keep on going. Cause it is. Any fires yet? Oh, don't even talk about that. I was fucking driving. Coming. I know I was driving today. So I went to the store this morning. It was like 7am, right? Cause that's the only time you can operate. So I went to the store and was picking up some stuff. Didn't hook up my iPod or why I call it the iPod, my phone. <laughs> I, didn't, I, I did not hook up my phone and you're living uh, in a bygone era my friend yeah so i was listening to the radio and the commercials were on and it was like goodbye fireworks now oh my oh, gosh like, no i was like can this be illegal right now yes bro just for a while at least come on mm, no jesus now if we want to do fireworks it needs to not be now it just like yeah you can't it's be the doing worst fireworks time. in the middle of the summer dude it's just so not in fucking, fucking california dumb. Hell no. I mean, not here either, dude. Oregon, the, Washington, the fucking, no. We, yeah, we haven't gotten like any rain this year. It's been crazy. Yeah. Everything's yeah. tinderbox. I drove yeah. through a shitload of... So yeah, when we went to Reno, we drove uh, from Portland to uh, Eugene, cut from Eugene over to Crater Lake. And uh, I don't know if you've ever been to Crater Lake, but I yeah. highly, re highly recommend it. It's the deepest lake in the Northern Hemisphere. Yeah. Uh, or, or North America, something like that. But it's just crazy to think about how much uh, mountain used to be there and exploded and then created this hole. It's crazy. Man. But yeah, and then we, so we drove from there to Klamath Falls, Klamath Falls to Reno, then Reno to uh, Lake Tahoe, Lake Tahoe, Sacramento, Sacramento to Santa Cruz. But saw so many fucking just like fire scars, dude. It's crazy. Damn, yeah. And even going, like, I went to Bend a couple weeks or a couple uh, months back, I guess. And uh, there's a shitload of fire scars, too. People selling yeah, their properties for hella cheap out. I bet. You lived through that once. And yeah, that's a no-go. Oh, yeah. Fuck that. It looks hellish. The videos are just, like, horrific, man. Yeah, it feels like an oven outside, like, genuinely. Yeah, it's even just, here. And it's not that hot. Not as hot as your uh, situation. Yeah, it says 104 feels like 107. That sounds about right. <laughs> so what was it yesterday then? Like felt like 120. It was 12:42. No, today's going to be hotter. Oh, for real? Yesterday I got to 108 feels like 110. Today's going to get to 114, 115 feels like 117. Yeah, bro. By like, three o'clock, four o'clock, it's going to be six bad. here too. Six o'clock is the real the peak. So we have all of our windows blocked off. We're living in a basement. And there's just like, Smart. you know, those, those, those half windows that go up. And so yeah. I put pallets and fencing and, <laughs> and, like, and a bunch of just random shit over the outside of the windows. So, yeah, yeah. So we get no direct light. And so the cats are confused. And, <laughs> you know, I definitely, I feel a little trapped. It's time for you to come out of the closet. I'm not, I'm not in the closet. Yes, you are, Tom. And you need to just end this and come out. I'm not in here though. But you know, yeah, it's just, you're barricaded in. Yeah. It's a good thing. 
it's weird. I open up the door to go into the garage because there's like a mudroom garage outside of our door. Mm. And we'll go up there and you like take the first step, second step, and you start to feel the heat like on your head. Right. Take the next step and it's like, it's, like, it's so <laughs> weird, dude. It's like you were getting into a hot tub of air right. and, yeah. and you're going up into it. And it's just like, <laughs> and by, by the time you're at the top step, you're just like dripping already. And it's right. just, it's weird. Our garage, it is the same temperature as it is outside. Just no. Jesus. Yeah, it's like our bathroom because it's like there's really no uh, AC in there or fan or anything. So you just walk in there and it's like, <laughs> holy you fuck. You have no fan in your bathroom? Yeah, it doesn't really. I mean, there's a fan, but it's not who, really going to do Who anything. poops? I mean, you got to poop. It just, <laughs> it just sits in the air like a, no, like a no. thick mist. There's a fan, but not an effective fan that's, against heat. It's a suction. It, it'll get rid of the you know, fecal particulates, but not the heat. What's your uh, poop routine like with, uh, with your partner? Do you, do you close um, the door? I like to poop on her chin. Oh, Come again. oh, <laughs> uh, no. Yeah. We totally close the door. Lock that shit. This is my time, bitch. I said, bitch. <laughs> Fuck you. You know what I'm saying? I prefer to never close the door. <laughs> Just always having a jar. And then every time she walks by, I'd be like, hey, hey. hi, I love you. Yep. Selena yep. and I, yeah, we do that actually. Selena and I, we like to, <laughs> like, she'll be in the, she'll be in the bedroom and I'll be in the living room. She'll like walk in and be like, gotta poop. And then she'll go leave. We, we tell each other when we poop. <laughs> oh yeah, we'll tell each other sometimes. Announce it. It feels, I don't know, something you can be proud of sometimes. You know uh, you're familiar with, was it Semisonic? Closing time? Closing time. So in our house, it's pooping time. Nice. Time to drop your trousers and just let the kids out at the pool or whatever. I'm, I'm, whatever I'm feeling at the moment, you know, I just, I always freestyle them. Make it but, a celebration. Why not? Yeah. It's a beautiful drop, thing. Dropping the kids off at the pool. Your sphincter's resilient. You know what I'm saying? Poop is a, is a, is a gorgeous thing. Dear God, it's beautiful. That comes out of your body. It's if, beautiful. Uh, if you didn't have to poop, if you could just eat and not worry about byproduct, yeah, would you take that? Yeah, I think it would probably come out of my pores though, which is maybe not great. Well, I said no byproduct. I didn't None say, at all. I didn't say fecal pores. Are we talking yeah, about like you're a just small, sweating small. Shit yeah, particles. small poop. Yeah, you're just no. like covered in a small, slight no. green, uh, brown uh, grease. That um no okay so not that so maybe let's there's just like say, let's just say your digestive system is efficient enough to where you don't have to excrete gotcha uh, or, or uh, i'm sorry evacuate uh, uh any substance liquid so or you just or use it all up yeah yeah you're just yeah, a, take that for sure yeah entirely absolutely. efficient i would absolutely take that think about if your bathroom didn't exist because you didn't <laughs> need to yeah it was just a shower <laughs> I'll take it. It's a sauna. I'll take it. Because sometimes I'm like, I really don't want to poop right now. I'm busy doing shit. And now I got to take a shit. And it's really inconvenient. You know what I mean? And sometimes it's difficult to shit because of your diet or whatever reason. Or sometimes you get diarrhea. Those things aren't pleasant. Mm-hmm. I, would, I would take it. When was the last time you pooped your pants? <laughs> it's been a long time. I, I have not, although I am, no. You know what? I did shart my shorts. And I just threw them away and took a shower and moved on in my life. Um, I yeah. have done that. Were you at home when you did it? Luckily, I was at home in the morning. And, and I didn't listen to my advice of don't gamble on a fart. Don't push it. Ah, push it. 
And I was like, I, I have some gas. I'm going to release it. <laughs> and uh, it was a little much. It was a little much. Oh, well, uh, to be gentle. I called it uh, this morning. I called them hot pops. <laughs> a shart? <laughs> well, just, just a little hot fart, you know? Just a little like hot a little, fart. Yeah. You know, yeah. It's, uh, it's close it's to the poop. Man. You know the poop is near. Yes. Whether definitely. it's snuck around or, you know. Um, I remember <laughs> very vividly around. the only time I ever pooped my pants when I didn't have a diaper. Yeah. And I was outside. It was probably like, shit, eight years old or something like that, right? All you know? right. And I was playing in the dirt with this big old dirt mound. And, Classic kid shit. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because, yeah, you know. We're doing doing some shit in the yard. So there's something with dirt. <laughs> yes, uh, there's a giant dirt mound. I had my action figures out there. I was yes. having a good time. It was the summer, right? I was into it. I was like, I have to poop, and I was pretty much like, I remember being like, I'm gonna see how long I can push it. <sighs> and by push Ooh. it, I mean hold it. Yeah. And needless Danger. to say, uh, I broke the barrier. But now, I know. Right. I know the I know what it feels like. Right. Now, now you want to happen. Yeah. I feel like eight is kind of within the acceptable bounds. You know what I mean? I mean you can't help but shit your pants sometimes, but so no judgment. But. I knew what I was doing and I could have gone inside, but yeah. Going inside and going to the bathroom was less important. Than your action figures. Yeah. Do you remember yeah, that you were time building when... a very complicated storyline? Exactly. You yeah. Do you remember the time when you were like a kid when you didn't want to take a shower? You like yeah, fought oh yeah. taking a shower? Yes. Like I remember like even at times turning the shower on and staying in the bathroom, but not getting in the shower yeah. to, to, to pretend like I showered. That's going to intense lengths. Yeah. You, you were employing subterfuge to trick your parental unit because you just didn't want to shower that bad. You're like, I like the scent that I'm giving off. I like with that? having dirt on my body and face and food particles and fecal particulates yeah, exactly. in the crack. My eight-year-old mustache was full of snack food. <laughs> yeah, you were just dripping with soup and chili. <laughs> Your eight-year-old mustache. <laughs> There's that age when kids just like whatever they're eating, it's just like they took a swim in it. You know what I yes, mean? Yes, yes. Like, you look away for 10 seconds. <laughs> They've smeared it on their forehead. Like what? Yeah, bro. No, kids are disgusting. Just snot ridden. Vectors. Food. Yeah, it's, it's not great. Not trying to have one. Yep. I got the vasectomy. So. I know. You're, you're ahead of the game, dude. Yeah, you should do it. I know. I'm really seriously considering doing it. It's never too late. Soon. What are you, 33? 32? 34. 34? Yeah. You, got, you got a lot of sex life left in your life. I know. A lot of pregnancy fear. Yeah. You could dissipate. You got a lot of potency for quite some time. Just shooting missiles. I know. But what if I'm impotent? Or <laughs> not impotent. <laughs> what if I become impotent? <laughs> what if I'm like shooting blanks right now and I don't even know? You know what I'm saying? There's only one way to find out. That's just what I was get, thinking. Get tested. Oh, I was... I was thinking just having unprotected sex and see what happens. Oh, well, I mean. Well, I guess that's one way to go. That's a good methodology, too. I mean, you'll find out. Tried and true method. I'm telling yeah. you. People have been doing it mm -hmm. for literally hundreds of years. Uh, I'm, I don't know why I managed to dodge the pregnancy bullet, uh, but I'm going to attribute it to how much marijuana I smoke. 
because <laughs> I had yeah. a decent. I mean, that's amount, probably true. You know what I'm saying? Decent amount of you know, of a pullout method uh, throughout yeah. the years that uh, was a little too. Danger is my middle name. Did did that lead to a scramble for Plan B the next morning? Uh, one time. Yeah, <laughs> I've definitely been there. And when I was 17, I had we had the false positive. Me and my, my girlfriend. Damn. It's kind of rough. It was a very stressful night. I can imagine. I just started having sex. <laughs> no, I can have a kid. I didn't consent to that. Yeah, she was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna have an abortion if it if it sticks." And I was like, "Thank you." <laughs> <laughs> She's pull, pulling the major weight on that one. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, ultimately, I was like, you know, it's your body. I'm not gonna. I've always been from from that viewpoint, even back then. It's, you know, it's not my body right it's just common sense here. yeah and having girlfriends that have been like hyper affected by the hormonal uh, aspect of birth control for so long yeah i was it's just rough, like man. i was just like fuck it you know like how much do you spend on you know you as in the girl you know how much do you spend on birth control i could just get a, a snippy bam and it's all fixed yep a snip and a slap <laughs> they slap you on the butt while you walk out mm -hmm. Good job, pal. Way to go. Way to go, Tiger. <laughs> yeah. Or a champ. Yo, I'm going to piss out of my dick. All right. And then I'll be yeah. back. That's hot. That's a uh, that's, uh, body temperature. I was going to say it's hot, but it's actually body temperature. Well, it's, yeah, it's, it's like 97 degrees or something, yeah. something like that. Something like that. Boy. You know, thinking about this whole uh, piss being warm thing, I think I have two ideas for products okay. that uh, probably one or the other, you know what I'm saying? But there are two ways of doing it. So, you know, you take your hot pocket, okay? You put it in the microwave. And we have a hot pocket, which is cooked in a dirty microwave. Heat it up. You forget about it. You go back to it. It's fucking cold. You don't want to cold hot pocket that's a cold pocket nobody wanted a cold pocket you know what i'm saying so how about this you take it out of the microwave right away hot pocket. and either there's a mylar bag type situation maybe like underpants you could slip on pee inside of and then there's a pocket you put the hot pocket into and it keeps it warm or you strap a band across your midsection and there's a pocket where you put your hot pocket in it. It's an insulative sleeve and it keeps your hot pocket warm then. Then you never forget about it and it remains warm if you're busy doing something. I'm sold. Fuck yeah, dude, let's go. Mm -hmm. I bet it's easy to put into production. Mm -hmm. Have I told you about my bottled water business? Oh, no, you haven't. I need to hear about this. Uh, it's called Body Water. I already love it and I want a share in it, if possible. Um, so commercial is like this, right? Okay. You remember the Herbal Essences commercials back in the day? Oh, yeah. Very, very, very sensual, you know, mm -hmm. very, very, very water drippy, right? You got me going. So, you know, first shot, shower turning on, mm -hmm. you know, sexy individual, uh, mm -hmm. you know, male or female. Sure, uh, whatever. Or, or, or non-binary. Or non-binary. Uh, or, you know, non-gender conforming. Uh, anyone, exactly. sexy individual, Some right? sexy person. Steps into the shower. 
you know, it's steamy, it's sexy, right? The the water's dripping down their body into their hair, mm-hmm. you know, but but we follow the water, mm-hmm. you know, the droplets as it goes down their body, right? And as it goes down their body, you know, it hits their foot and then it leaves their foot <laughs> and then it goes into the drain, right? Yep, and yep. then so we go down the drain, you know, swirling <laughs> with the camera yeah. into a into a bottle. Yes, yes, into yes, a, into yes, a, into yes. a water bottle. People and, already pay hundreds of dollars for this kind of thing. And so it is water with pheromones in it. Fuck yeah. And so Fuck the concept yeah. that you sell it is that it is water that has touched the body of, of said celebrity, right? Oh, so it's you, a celebrity thing now? doesn't okay. have to be, but it could be, okay. right? Because we can well, and then we have different lines, right? Yeah, that. this is Jenny McCarthy's body water, right? right. This is, this is uh, uh, what's some porn star's name? This is... Uh, Jenna Jameson. I don't know. Jenna Jameson. <laughs> sure. Yeah. We're going to, we're going to so. say, uh, it sounds familiar. Sure. Yeah. Um, tequila, tequila. Yeah. Oh yeah. There you go. MySpace. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. See, now we're on some, now we're on something. Yeah. Some Pamela This Anderson, is very niche right here. Some, some Howard Stern body, oh, right? God. Some Bill. <laughs> but the I point is. It. I'm going to fucking <laughs> throw up a little I bit. I threw up in my mouth. <laughs> That's disgusting. Of course, you filter it, right? Oh, you filter it so it doesn't. Because I just imagine body hair, dude. No, there's no actual detritus <laughs> in the water. Okay, it has been filtered. Uh, We're not actually just like taking someone's shower water and bottling it. The concept is, you know, you'd have someone come in, take a shower in a place in like a clean environment, right? Save their water, keep their essence, filter it, and then put it <laughs> into a giant vat of normal water, and then the oh. whole thing is essence. And it's kind of like how a, a Jewish rabbi, you know, this is all kosher. Right. Just walks right. in. Puts a walks into water the, in a big thing and it's kosher. Just take it out. Yeah. Just sprinkle it. Yeah. Hello, father. Hello, mother. Hmm. You didn't have a message when we left. Oh, very odd. Hello, mother. Hello, father. Here I am at Camp Granada. March. It's Lisa at Camp Granada. Um, that's genius. Uh, I think we could we could do that. We would need to rent a warehouse space. I here's my idea. You rent a warehouse space, put stalls in it, have several attractive people come in a day hmm. and, and and take showers. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't hmm. have to be celebrity at first, you know, it's just to get us going. I think that what you're actually proposing, we could do a, you know, you, it's a public well, it's a public private shower situation. Okay, we actually okay. get them to pay. Because, oh! because they're getting getting to use our facilities, you know? And so they get to pay for their membership. And of course, there's no soap or anything allowed. But, you know, you just get a nice, clean shower. I love that, dude. I love that. Yeah. And, and, um, and, and, then, and then we sell their products. Yeah, that's an important thing. There can't be soap. You know, I didn't even think about that. It's true. Mm-hmm. Can't do soap. Because that would just, just conditioner. the whole batch. No, you, conditioner is good, though. You think so? You drink, you drink conditioner? <laughs> We'll get a good flavor going. Different a little like, conditioner. Essenced. Yeah, you put some conditioner in some Pepto Bismol, and then you pour that over a crushed tum, okay. and uh, yeah. you, you got some. Gas. Cooking with gas. gas. Cooking with gas. gas. We all cook better when we're cooking with gas. gas. Gas is so hot, it's not on when it's off. It's the only way to cook. That's what I was taught. Now, here's a fact you should have to know to pass. Nine out of ten chefs only cook with gas. <laughs> now we're really talking. You got to water it down a little bit because it's kind of thick, but yeah. 
Oh, that is so disgusting. I love that. Mocktails, dude. Mocktails. You, you've got the business mind for this shit, man. This is crazy. Can't help it. Just can't help it. We're going to make a million dollars. One million dollars. By dealing meth in New Mexico. By dealing meth. And then selling it to high school students. Hell yeah. You got to corrupt them somehow. Yep. Get a good whiff, buddy. Smell the microphone. That's success. Ah, I clogged the toilet again. Sharon, where's the plot? Where's the plunger? Where's the plunger? Oh, I threw it out uh, the other weekend. Because we, your parents are coming over, and I don't want them to have to look at that disgusting thing. Are you kidding me? We need to do something about this. That's the fifth plunger you've thrown away this month. What's the solution? You keep throwing out all my plungers. There's got to be something that we can do. This is a problem that you're having regularly. Unsightly plungers when you have visitors. Has your spouse been constantly throwing out your plungers from the unsightly poop stains all over it? Try this new product from Hascho, the invisible plunger that hides away that nobody will know it's even there. Space age technology used by the astronauts no longer is there this ancient technology clunking up your bathroom and common space. Wow, honey, it seems like they do have a solution. Yes, we do. The invisible plunger by Hascho, available at Starmart, right next to Connor's Cocaine Emporium. Starmart, it's the place where you can die. I took on way too much school this quarter. Did you? Yep. You're taking some pretty eclectic collection of classes, it seems yeah. like. I'm taking an abnormal psychology class right now, which oh, is all about mental illness or perceived mental illness. Fuck yeah. That shit is fascinating. Yeah. So, you know, learn it about all of the, the things like the polar buys and the frenoskits and, mm. you know, yeah, yep. all the things. Um, let me ask you a question. Does it ever, does that class ever at any point get into the actual definition of mental illness and how they've come to that definition and what criteria they use? I'm sure they have, right? Yeah. So yeah. what is the actual definition of, of mental illness? And because it changes, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, well, to define it, one has to define the culture that someone exists in first, okay. right? Mm. So to know what mental illness is in a, in a culture, you have to know what the, the normal is, right? What is perceived right. as normal. Right. And so once you understand what is perceived as normal, you can understand the, the deviancies. Um, but as far as like someone who is actually like mentally ill, there are in the DSM, uh, four, right. yeah, there are four different things that are the criteria and they all start with d and i'm gonna find it oh you gonna put me up on game baby mm -hmm. yeah i guess that's like the uh, troubling part of of psychology is just how dependent it is uh for the context of society and so if a society is really fucking sick and twisted yep it's kind of like hard to properly define what is a yeah. mental illness but then you get into shit like schizophrenia where you're seeing shit that's not there i mean yeah and so there are things that 
yeah, it's when it becomes like detrimental to a person's existence, uh, safety, or the safety of other people around them. Mm-hmm. Like those people are are deemed, you know, they're put into an area, and then right. largely because they're not understood, you know. And back in the day, they didn't have treatments for it. But lucky for you, this psych class that I'm taking right now, the guy is using entirely public access uh, uh, reading materials. Yeah. Oh, that's what's up. And so I have these articles that I can send you if you want. Yeah, fuck yeah, man. But yeah, this is uh, an article because I just did a, a, you know, had to read a whole thing on the chapter or on the history of mental illness. Yeah. So, you know, it starts, you know, the evolution, obviously, and it, and it talks about, is it trephination, which is, you know, uh, lobotomies where they'd fucking oh, drill, yeah. a, drill a hole in the person's skull and then yeah uh try and let the demons out you know what i mean trepanation is what it was called and then there's the fucking (laughs) ice pick lobotomies later oh yeah there's a bunch of there's a bunch of different things where am i gonna find disgusting it's disgusting it's not in that one either so i have all this stuff and i'm gonna find it and this is the the shittiest payoff ever okay Common features of psycho- <laughs> psychological abnormality, and yes. so that's that's so rather than calling it mental illness, it's often psychological it's like, abnormality. Yes, okay. and so what they are is a, it's a deviance, and it's a deviance from deviance from social norms and societal values. Right. Um, so obviously, that is largely shaped by society, right? You know, where, where a person comes from. Um, the things that are acceptable here are not acceptable or might not be acceptable in, you know, uh, in, in a Madagascar tribe or, you know, uh, even Norway. I don't know. Um, yes. Yeah, so, and also it, it causing distress, right? So behavior ideas or emotions that usually uh, cause distress before being labeled abnormal. So before they actually become, you know, labeled abnormal is the person has to be upset by everything. You know what I mean? Or, or, mm. uh, yeah, they have to be, yeah, distressed, you know, and then the distress has to lead to dysfunction. And then that's where the, you know, it tends to interfere with daily functioning and right. culture. Culture, once again, will play a role on what is daily functioning. What are they totally, supposed to yeah. be doing? All of those things. And then the last one is if they're, it's a danger, they're a danger to their, themselves or others, you know, yeah. um, a lot of the times, because if they will have the danger aspect of it, they'll get thrown in. Um, and, you know, it could be something like drug induced psychosis. Uh, rather than actual uh, something natural yeah yeah something that happened inside them but you know drug-induced psychosis uh, it still causes something you know it's it's a you have the genetic ability to be to think that way and and the the whatchamacallit the drugs you know push you over yeah I've uh, that dude who like ate the guy's face in Florida in his garage Oh, the, was it bath salts or something? Was... Actually, no. I don't know what the fuck. He he had just smoked some weed, but he was obviously like taking some some sort of medication that was uh, that threw him into a total psychosis. Took like yeah. six cops to get him off of the guy. Hmm. It was a good yeah. face. <laughs> Apparently, very tasty. Hmm. I mean, beef cheek is fantastic. You know, I've never had it. I've had tongue. Hmm. Uh, my buddy uh, calls human uh when referring to human in the cooking world he calls them long pig <laughs> yeah 
Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense, actually. So, uh, yeah, during the forest, <laughs> forest fires last year, you know, he was talking about a lot of smoked long pig because you yep. know, everyone's just breathing in forest smoke. Dude, for real. And yeah, uh, nothing like some, some face. Yeah, but yeah, drug induced psychosis can be tripped by fucking damn near anything. Like, uh, I had three instances of drug induced psychosis that I saw essentially firsthand in Bellingham because there were these people that, uh, this group of dudes that were very cavalier and liberal with their uh, distribution of psychedelics. Mm, and so, shit. so you gotta three, be careful with that shit. Man. Yeah, so three people went, you know, insane because of the drugs that they were given large amounts of drugs damn sometimes it's weed sometimes it's acid you know right if, isn't that wild Shit, if, you're, if you're if you're predisposed to it you know a lot of the times yeah you don't want to it that's why it's good to know about your genetics because if you yeah. have you know a predisposition to schizophrenia you know you just don't even want to smoke weed it's not worth right it. any of those psychoactive substances mm-hmm. probably should just stay away from that mm-hmm. it's wild man yes so distress dysfunction uh danger what was the first one? Hypocrisies. <laughs> I don't think so. Is that one it? of them? <laughs> uh, deviants. Ah, deviants. Right. That's so one. that's the problematic one, potentially. You know what I'm saying? Well, yeah, they're it all misdiagnosing or like overly medicating or whatever. Yeah. So, you know, we were getting into this a lot about um, a lot about the same stuff in our uh, my sexual uh, psychology, mm. my my uh, human sexuality class right um because i mean that's a big example yeah exactly People because what yeah whatever's ill for being gay or whatever. yeah well that was that was a thing back in the day but even now it's uh what is accepted in the society and what is not will shape the fetishes uh, uh, right. of, of said society and we have like quantifiable like solid evidence these days because you can you know Pornhub like publishes search results and stuff like that but a large part of what is taboo in a society becomes fetishized Mm. and so yeah it's just it's interesting that like you know what you're not allowed to see becomes porn right you know and so I know there's there's a lot of examples of my stepbrother fucking (laughs) yeah exactly like incest is incest is huge in this country you know yeah um all incest porn, uh, stepbrother, stepmother, stepsister, mm-hmm. whatever the shit it is, you know. And that's just because uh, they kind of have to do that because, like, incest is illegal. It is illegal, literally. And right. also, our, and by our, I mean... Yours the, and mine. Yours and mine. You, personal. The, the, our, our personal background... Uh, no. <laughs> No, no, I mean, uh, the background of just white people and royalty and mm-hmm. incest and how it's, you know, it's not just True English, hope. you know, it's not just English culture. It's like any of the cultures that rocked the monarchal monarch. Are you talking? Shut up, Richard. Yeah. Monarchy back in the day. And if you even think about it, like uh, the whole like master race Aryan shit, I mean, that's sort of like incestuous in a way. You know what yeah, I'm saying? I mean, yes. I mean, keeping it, the blood like in the line, you know. It's kind of like one of those things where, like, when people say, "like I wish it was like how it was back in the old days," you know, like back in the good days. And you're like, "What do you mean back in the good old days?" You know, yeah, I mean, dude. Like, I mean, you can have sex with your farm animals. Like, what? What are you talking about? You know, like, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't understand what you mean. 
I don't either, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> I guess when white people say it, I just assume that they're fucking hella racist because they would rather just have the legal system oppress everyone but them. <laughs> like, God damn it, if I see a police officer, he's smiling at me. I don't understand why people hate the police, you know? <laughs> Every time I go to the donut shop, police officer sitting right there and he says, hey, man. I say, hey, man. Real nice to me, man. I don't understand. I don't understand. The banking industry ought to be unfair to black people again. That's how it was back in my day. Back in my day, black people were only three-fifths a human. That's what I'm saying. You know, I was like, what are you Jesus talking Christ. about? This good old days. What are you talking about? The good about? old days, back when, back when when it wasn't a democracy that we lived in. But, you know, exactly. but we told people it was a democracy. It's very confusing. I don't understand. Back when the veil was still over everyone's eyes. The good old days is pre-Vietnam. <laughs> Pre-Vietnam, yeah. Well, Vietnam was pretty fucking bad. Uh, the good old days, I'm pretty sure when any white person refers to it, is the 1950s. Yes. The 1950s are the Seems good old to be. days for white people, right? Yeah. Because everything was in surplus. Everything was new. We just won the war. Everybody and... could buy a house on their fucking salary. Exactly, right? But yeah, then they you... want to fight against those things now. Because they don't critically think. There's no critical thinking that happens anymore. It's crazy. Uh, there's this, so I'm in taking a public speaking class. Uh, yeah, I guess they all kind of fit together a little bit, you know? Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, for me, you know, at this point, I can tie anything together, right? And it's like, so Selena pointed it out and she's like, maybe you should get like a minor in communications or something mm. because I'm so interested in, you know, doing this podcast and, you know, a lot of things that are media related. Right. And so it'd probably be good for me to, you know, do some of this. Yeah. And technically, you know, public speaking is, you know, it's a requirement for anyone who's getting an associate in the arts, but I'm getting an associate in science, so I don't need it. With that being said, I'm still going to do it. So I'm doing it. I'm doing a... Uh, do it. Doing a, It'll a, come a, naturally to you. Yeah, a writing, a college composition class, you know, um, yeah. which is all about, like, argumentative stuff and, oh, abnorm okay. and abnormal psych and yoga. And, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I that one's my, just for self... Uh, Care. Well, I mean, you need the PE credit, yeah, but I mean, at the same time, I need to take care of my body. I mean, that's right. I could sit on a couch all day, forever. You know, speaking of, you know, why this, uh, you know, the power of nostalgia. I was thinking about it the other day, and uh, I was like, because I was not robbed of my childhood, um, although sometimes I feel like it. But I had a very good childhood, you know arguably a better childhood than most people up to age 11. Mm. Fucking fantastic, right? You know, visiting my grandparents, I had two sets of grandparents, both of them alive at the time. Both of them were very loving of me, willing to take care of me at any time. Uh, my, my dad and mom were separated, but you know, my dad still busted his ass off and, and I got to, I had like five best friends, how like families that essentially would like take care of me and like cook me dinner and shit. That's right? pretty dope. Yeah, like I, I was living off like a community, you know, uh, of people. Like I was very social. Like I was a part of all these things. Stepmom comes along, can't, uh, like I have no social life anymore. I'm not allowed to leave the mm -hmm. house, not allowed to leave the property, right? So I was essentially, I wasn't robbed of my childhood. I was robbed of my adolescence. So there's a period, ah, there's gotcha. a period from age 12 to age late 15, I want to say, when uh, I was, you know, essentially a, my, my, my captivity right. as, I, as I was in. And I wasn't allowed to consume, you know, music, uh, movies, uh, all of these things, right? What did they have you doing? Like reading books? Or yeah, what? I was I was reading books. I was studying. I was doing homework. 
okay. They uh, wanted you working, 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 working. Yeah, yeah. I was doing. I did. Dude, I had a a, a list of chores that never ended. Like it, oh, li no. it literally, God literally damn. never ended. It start like I got grounded, right? And it was gonna be for like two weeks or something, maybe three weeks. And I had a list of chores that I had to complete. Once I completed the chores, I was not grounded anymore. Damn. The chore list never ended. She just kept adding stuff to it. Well, because nothing for years, I mean, you know. for years. But yeah. that's like an adult's thing to worry about. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, God damn. Uh, well, she is a horrible person, and by a horrible Good. person, I mean she is very damaged, and right, right. thus takes out her past traumas on other people. That's right. And so, like, I, I do come from a place where I'm ultimately sympathetic of everyone, but I do also come from the place where people acting a certain way need to have the shit kicked out of them, because <laughs> you either understand or you don't right yeah, yeah. you can't just go around <laughs> shitting on people like every, like my, like every kid is brought into this world child with the should be given the same goddamn opportunity regardless regardless of you know skin color regardless of parental you know anything right like everyone deserves to come into this world with the same right. amount of love and opportunity yeah, and not burdened immediately out the gate yeah and so when you find these people because you know in my opinion there are no bad kids they're horrible parents absolutely these, man. these parents environment suck and societies right? yeah 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 these these parents fucking suck mm -hmm. my stepmom was one of those people where and my, my dad was a horrible parent as well you know like i used to be like oh he was trying his best and stuff like that well he and clearly I, didn't have very good boundaries well exactly that. yeah so yeah. he just you know like i am just as you know pissed off at him for the whole thing you know if i am if you know i blame well, correction he is i'm not pissed off about it but he is as much as fault as my stepmom is because he allowed me to be abused for four years or three right. years right and i don't even know where i was going with this where was i going with this? <laughs> you were talking about nostalgia and how uh it's not your childhood it's your adolescence that you uh missed out on yes yes thank you um so now i try like i find it very hard to pull myself away from consuming media and things mm -hmm. like that. You know what I mean? Same. Like, because like, cause I loved video games when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. I loved them. Like me and my best friend, every day before elementary school, we would play Turtles in Time on the Super Nintendo. Technodrome. Let's kick shout. Oh man, don't even, ooh, don't that's even what I'm play saying, it right? We used to co-op that shit and beat it every day before school that's so fire bro. before school right and we had my parents to... couldn't afford shit so i was always at my friend's house playing that shit well, exactly all night. yeah like and I... my friends are like hey are we gonna uh hang out or what? i'm like yeah like, yeah, 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 yeah yeah cool i'm gonna beat donkey Kong. <laughs> yeah exactly fuck you. uh yeah. yeah um so you know every morning we're playing that you know like i had like the social aspect i had these video games like i loved movies like i went to a lot of movies mm -hmm. when i was a kid yeah, yeah. uh you know every time i went to my grandma's house we were always watching movies and shit like that um and then music was huge. Like me and my cousin used to fucking sit in front of the, the TV watching the box back in the day, just waiting for the, the music video to come on because it was the, the box was the 24 hour uh, mm. music, music video network. Oh, see, I don't know the box. So MTV bought it and it became MTV2. Ah, two. got you, got you. Right, and MTV2, I don't know if you remember that, but for a little oh, bit. Oh yeah, that was, was dope as fuck for a while. So that was the box, it was the box network. So they were, it was a, 20, a 24 hour network of music videos that just played constantly. A and player. You, you could call in and request a music video for like two bucks or something, right? Yeah. And so I remember like me and my cousin, we, you know, we convinced my grandma to let us like call in a music video. And then we were like sitting in front of the TV <laughs> food and shit, you know, it's just like, 
well, you know, I had like all of these aspects. Shit. Yeah. And then so my stepmom comes along and she's like, no, you can't do any, anything like that ever again. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, okay. So now I am, you know, in my thirties and I'm still coping with all of that bullshit, but I yeah, find man. it like hard to get up and do things like get up and exercise because when I was a kid, that wasn't taken away from me, but all this other shit was. Yeah. And so now I'm like, I have to consume this stuff that was taken away from me uh, to try to fulfill this void, even though like the fact is that I could consume what was taken away from me forever. Right. And it's not going to fill that void. It's like, I lost those years, whatever. I can, I can, I can move on. It's so interesting how like Pat, how trauma works because like for somebody with like, let's say food scarcity or something mm -hmm. issues. So mm -hmm. like, you know, they were deprived of food and then later they like binge on food mm -hmm. because they're like, I have food. I need to eat it right now. Cause I don't know when my next meal is going to, and have it's that. interesting. Oh, okay. Interesting. So it's yeah. interesting because that food scarcity does not exist anymore. Food yeah. is abundant. You don't have to be worried about it, but you can't, your body doesn't know that your brain can't figure that out. And uh, so, yeah, it's just interesting, man. It's like, you're yeah. not going through that anymore. It's not yeah. an anxiety. Yeah. It shouldn't be an anxiety but you can't help it. Your body does not know that. Your brain does not know that. It yeah. keeps thinking you're in that trauma. Uh -huh. Yeah. Uh, for me, living for it. me, I was given, uh, so for breakfast, I'd be kicked out of the house at like 7 a.m., right? Yeah, what, for say. school? No, for, to, this is in, during the summer. Oh, you're right? supposed to play outside. Uh, no, I, well, I had a, a large chore list. Oh, right. Right. And so oh, I had right. to, you had I had to, to I, whack the weeds and fucking. Yeah, yeah. And I had to sweep the fucking 150 foot driveway and, and, <laughs> and, and, and weed. Yeah. Yeah. Sweep the, the leaves. That's incredibly. The uh... And then meanwhile, we had 100 foot uh, tall popper, poplar trees uh, lining the whole uh, driveway. And so I had yeah. to sweep that. I did garden, or I had to weed all the gardens. There was, there was like eight garden beds on the property i had to weed them all i had to you know I, I had a shitload of chores to do either way so then i'd be done with my chores and you know i would just be stuck out there it'd be like 11 30 or something and i just you know have to be out there till like 9 p.m just figuring out what to do <laughs> with no guidance no direction yeah, yeah i mean like they, oh they let me bring my books out there but i mean yeah this man and then so in the morning when they sent me outside she'd lock all the doors right so she oh, tight. so she'd yeah Put me out of the house and lock lock all the doors. So you're not even allowed in your own house. You no. have no idea. And then so it. she would give me a banana and a YoPlay yogurt, one a YoPlay light, right? And so it was like a hundred and ten calorie yogurt and a banana, and that was what I was given for nourishment for the entire day. Dude, what the well, fuck? At, at like eight thirty or nine o'clock, you know, we'd have dinner, and at that time I was told to come inside and go directly to my room. I wasn't allowed to eat with the family. What? Right. So I had to eat. I have to eat in my bedroom. So that's cool. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You're not wanted at all at the fucking dinner table. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not allowed to speak. You know, when we went out to dinner and I was actually eating with them, like we all ate together, like I wasn't allowed to speak at the table. I wasn't Dude. allowed to. I wasn't allowed to order my own food. She was your stepmom like 108. This is like fucking depression era rules. Dude, she's like 50 now. Dude, that's like my dad's dad we're living that way where it's like you're not you only fucking speak when you're spoken to you shut your mouth every other time and yep. you've got a list of chores you know what i'm saying oh yeah that's how my dad grew up not it's on some like oliver twist era yeah, fucking like orphanage you know bullshit is she you think she's living up trauma that's why you have a little sympathy for her because she's like reliving her trauma 
yeah i don't have sympathy for her because everyone has trauma at this point you know what right. i mean like we're we're all what it's is kind of state of life yeah like i didn't have trauma until she came into my life and then forced her trauma onto me right exactly right so sympathy for her no mm-hmm. i think she's i think she's a piece of shit and i don't think that she realizes what she did but at this t- at the same time they've been married for 20 years i'm pretty sure she understands how i feel about her right and she never apologized she's never said sorry you know like there, there, there's no uh remorse whatsoever in the actions that she had she refuses to look at it because she's right? so delusional right and right. she 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 has a view of the world and and that is her world so sympathy for her it's pretty low it's it's low it's very low i'm like dude you got to deal with your shit you know what i mean like you can't just go around like fucking it's like a drunk driver driving like down the middle of a fucking street you can't just like smash through storefronts and just drive into the next one and people be like oh i feel bad for that person right and it's like dude you just fucked up hella stuff like why do you deserve to fuck up all that stuff you know right it's like not like no one deserved that like no one deserved that and truthfully she didn't deserve the trauma of losing her parents at a young age but she didn't but she didn't want to deal with it and she just said she instead was going to lash out at everyone and then my dad was just like okay yeah you can lash out at my family my family is your punching bag now yeah and so you know kudos to that but uh what a convergence of different like (laughs) cycle psychologies i guess psyches yeah and so at this point, you know, like I understand, you know, as my armchair psychologist, she is, you know, so she lost her parents early. Um, and, and what she does now is doesn't deal with anything. She doesn't work. Uh, the only person in her life that she cares about is her brother mm. and everyone else is a piece of shit, you know, and everyone else is like against her um, she spends all of my dad's money before he can get it because that is her Jesus, former. Man. That's her form of dopamine release, right? So back in the day when I was like 12 years old, I would be sitting there and she had just gotten, uh, maybe I was 13, I was like 12, 12 or 13, but she had just uh, turned my old, she'd moved me into my older brother's old bedroom because they'd moved out and turned my old bedroom into a new office for my dad so he could work from home. Mm-hmm. And so she, you know, this big old thing where we cleaned out the, the room and then she she was a home shopping network person, right? So so she bought a new desk off home shopping network and she bought a whole compact computer desktop like package with a printer and all this stuff, you know, and like set up like this really nice office. It was like kind of like a nice thing, right, that she did for my dad so he could work from home, wouldn't have to go to the offices on the weekends. She also didn't realize that my dad was trying to escape her. And that's why he was going to the office on the weekends. Right. Uh, so he didn't end up using the office. So she just went on there and just would buy stuff constantly. Right. And so the whole room filled up to the point where you can't access it or you couldn't access it before I left mm-hmm. because it was full of things that she had bought. So she was like a hoarder type. So she's person? a hoarder. Yeah. Because she, because the only thing that she can do is buy things and then not look at them. Mm. Right. And so she just buys things and buys things and buys things, but she hoards trash too. And she, so she's, she's legitimately insane. She's a hoarder. She has so many issues, but the only things that she does for, uh, you know, the dopamine release are buy things mm-hmm. and, pu- and put people down. Right. And like, that's, that's how she lives, you know, like my, like they've been married for 20 years. Apparently I say apparently, cause I don't know because she won't tell my dad, 
apparently she's had like throat cancer for like years, but she won't what let him. What the she, hell? She won't let him go into the the doctor's office with her. She won't tell him the diagnosis. She won't tell him what's actually happening. And I'm just like, is this what? Normal, is this normal behavior? <laughs> Why not? I don't understand. Yeah, if like I could ask my dad straight up and be like, do you love her? And he'd be like, no. Oh, damn. It's just like, okay. okay so well, he's, so he's a caretaker type situation, codependent situation or what? Uh, codependent, not caretaker. But I mean, I guess he is her caretaker in a lot of ways because he's her slave, I think is the best way to put it. Yeah. He is like, he is Definitely her slave. a codependent, like narcissist relationship. Yeah, like he moved down to California to be closer to his mom, and so she could be closer to her brother. And, you know, my grandma has seen him like twice in six months. Damn. And it's just like you live like ten minute drive from your ninety four year old grandmother or your ninety four year old mother, and you won't go visit her. Harsh. Yeah, it's like I love the guy to death, but at the same time, it's just the the phrase that comes to mind when I think about him is "good Germans." <laughs> You know what I'm saying, though? Yeah. So how did this happen? How did the Nazis happen? How did the Holocaust happen? Good Germans, man. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta, you, know? you gotta get along, man. You just gotta keep. You just, you can't, you can't think about in. the bad. You know, can't, the bad can't, is bad. You can't think of that shit. No, you, you can't think of it. It's bad. Yeah, that's the whole like problematic of that first step of the diagnosis uh, flow chart or whatever. It's like if the society is so twisted and sick and allows for such horrible things that make you feel very bad, um, then it's kind of weird to say like distressed people need to be evaluated. It's like, well, yeah, everybody's pretty fucking distressed at the moment. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, exactly. You know, every <laughs> right. single every single person minus like, well, we're talking, you know, ninety plus percent of our country is in genuine distress yeah and if, and yes. if they're and if they're not in genuine distress they're in genuine denial yeah you know what i mean even yeah. like my family uh you know my grandma she was doing real estate in california like in the 70s and so she's made a good amount of money because of the fucking real estate boom of california mm-hmm. and she lost a lot of it during 2008 and mm, yeah. she lost a good amount recently as well and she's just like struggling, but she knows is it also in complete denial. Yeah. You know, because she's yeah. like, I have to consume things the same way that I did in 1975 yeah. when I was fucking flush with cash and things didn't yeah. cost anything. That's how my parents were, man. They were like, we have to keep up with the Joneses. We have to maintain the image that you see on the TV. They were buying new cars all the time and then they get repossessed and they buy a new car and it gets repossessed. I don't even know how they were doing it. They remortgaged like four times. My mom was like constantly buying shit they didn't need for some like alternative healing purpose. Timosil made increase your sex drive. Timosil. You know what I'm saying? It was bad. Speaking of cars, my parents have, I think, four or five cars in Bellingham, then four cars in California. And uh, and they drive they drive one of them. Why do they have fucking nine cars? Because they're idiots. Like <laughs> what the fuck, man? I don't know. Like that's wild. That's so wild. No one in my family wants to talk about them because it's ridiculous. Because it's distressing. Yeah. Well, my grandma's she compartmentalizes everything uh, because of a bunch of traumas that she had in her youth. She yeah. watched. She watched her grandmother get murdered in front of her, get shot. She watched in the same instance. She watched her mother get shot in the chest, left for, for dead. Sake, man. 
was this like a random crime spree thing or like no so my family issue family issue yeah so so my grandmother's father right my great-grandfather yeah was he witnessed a bank robbery okay and, and he pointed out the people that robbed the bank okay a couple years later he's found shot dead in his car shit right on a bridge or or you know he'd taken a drive and then they snuffed come, out a rat and they didn't call yeah so he got snuffed uh so they're trying to investigate the murder uh you know a couple of years go along my grandma's mom and my grandma's uncle so this is now my the the murdered her murdered father's brother right so okay does that make sense? Yep, yep. so he declares his love for the widowed great grandmother of mine oh shit and she says no you know she says she does she doesn't love him and he's he's jilted and so so he comes to the house with a gun oh no and and shoots her in the chest and shoots her mother so and then the kids are there in the house and oh that's fucked up yeah and so that all happened but you know i haven't found this out from my grandmother because she doesn't talk about anything i found the fucking newspaper articles from 1930 something really oh man yeah Yeah, i found all the shit uh i did the research on it (laughs) i've been looking for years and i've just been looking in the wrong decade because i've been looking in the 20s but it was actually 1932 what a fucking story man talk about script oh yeah it's crazy so holy shit then my grandma you know like a year or something later she had a, a pet dog you know probably because you know she didn't have her dad anymore right you know so they get her a dog and the dog is run over in front of her Oh, on the street in oh. in fucking rural Kentucky, right? Fucking harsh. Yeah. So she's got all this shit that happened to her in like a two year period that shaped her identity, and then so now, you know, her not dealing with anything, the compartmentalization of everything, and the and the unwillingness to deal with trauma, and just to move forward and and subliminate. Sublimate. The word is sublimate. You know, and just just work sure. through it. Uh, that her whole mentality there turned my dad into what he is where he doesn't address just anything. don't deal with it exactly he can talk about it. he just he just moves forward it just moves yeah. forward and like so he doesn't deal with anything it's just life it's what happens yeah Fuck it. and so our entire family now you can't you know at least that side of the family you don't talk about things you're not allowed to talk about things mm-hmm. if they're negative you know mm-hmm. i had to tell my grandma just recently because she's always essentially been gaslighting me about my my uh stepmom yeah, and just telling she her, didn't want to bring it up. Yeah, because well, 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 no, it's she didn't want to believe that it was true. Exactly, and and she was so willing to be, not believe that it was true that I was lying. Right, because people aren't like that. That's some classic fucking enabler shit, man. And I'm just like, yeah, I'm like, what the fuck? So you know, this last time she was doing that again, she was going into that pattern, and I was like, like, yo, you know, I'm sorry. <laughs> I know you're old, you know, and I, I, but like. You need to stop telling me that I need to be okay with this person. You mm-hmm. are just, you are uh, diminishing my experience and negating it. Yeah. And I, and I really don't like it because you're fucking family. And you're like, you know, my grandmas were like my, you know, they acted as my mom when my mom was there. Right, right. And so it was just, it's just like, yo, dude, you need to stop. Cut the bullshit, granny. Yeah, exactly. And so, you know, I slapped her. And then, uh, <laughs> backhand baby yeah, yeah i threw her across the room and uh and 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 jumped off the top rope <laughs> and just and, yeah exactly 
<laughs> Hell yeah, bro. Yeah. And so well, she could have recorded that. Time. Yeah. So she's got a hip bruise now, you know, because yeah, she, yeah. she flew across the kitchen. That's not bad for her age. Yeah. You know, she could have done a lot worse. Yeah. Well, she tried to break my nose, you know. Right. Yeah. But it probably broke her hand instead when she tried. Well, she was using a baseball bat. Oh. <laughs> okay. Well. Yeah, just some good old family values, you know. Yeah, my grandma was uh, very like Jehovah's Witness. You can't have Christmas. You can't have birthdays. She like, I, I seem to remember one year she reluctantly put up a fake Christmas tree in the corner of her apartment. <laughs> she was just like, wasn't in a reluctant. And she was like so just cloistered and didn't really talk about anything. I can only imagine what went on in her life. I can't generational trauma. I was talking to, but they were telling me about their buddy who's Jehovah's Witness that got uh, dis disavowed from his family. Classic. My parents got disavowed for, from the church. For going to a birthday party. Come again. Yeah. Yeah. The rules are simple, man. Don't celebrate anything but Jesus. The end. Don't celebrate this pagan worship nonsense. And if you can't do that, you're can't, out. Can't you celebrate cake? You're not allowed to celebrate cake? <laughs> you can quietly, you know, not in a group setting. I was going to say, are you just not allowed to have flavor? Is this going back to the, <laughs> the electricity right? biscuits? You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't know, man. No, I think it's just this really weird interpretation of the scriptures where it's like the only thing you can, you know, find any joy in is God and Jesus. So yourself shouldn't be worshipped. A pagan holiday shouldn't be worshipped. A concert is frivolous. In this In this context, you know, God sounds like a jealous bitch. What an asshole. He really does. Like, yeah. what the fuck? Like, very fragile, very insecure. So insecure. Like, what in the hell? Like, dude, yeah. God, God needs to get some security. For real, man. He needs to go to therapy, bro. Mm -hmm. God needs some fucking therapy. He's a, he's a mess, really. He's, he's an asshole. He, and we talk about compartmentalization. You know yeah. what I mean? God. Yeah. Just like, he's just like, oh, yeah, look what they're doing down there. Whoops. <laughs> keeps playing his atari or his not my problem his jaguar his, Cole <laughs> his coleco vision fuck yeah you know <laughs> coleco vision amazing i used to have one did you really uh not as a kid but uh as an adult i collected uh vintage video games i sold That's most, i sold most of them uh before we had a pong machine when i was a kid <laughs> that was pretty exciting That's dope. And then when the N64 came out, my parents finally ponied up the money and got me a Super Nintendo. And I was like, oh, shit. It was fucking great. Couldn't, couldn't pay me away from that shit. My brothers were seven years older, and they'd already got an, uh, an NES. Did you fucking stab them in the throat with your fingers? Like, pop, right into their fucking neck? Yes. None of them can talk anymore. Good. They're all trying to brag about their fucking Nintendo systems. Well, I mean, I ended up getting it. I, I think I still have it. What is it, Super Nintendo? No, they had an NES. Then I got oh, a 64 uh, yeah. when it came out. That shit was the primo shit. Man. Yeah. Well, it was for the family, I guess. My brothers got the 64, and then they moved to California, and then I got a new 64. <laughs> Did you get the clear one? No. Oh, damn. Clear purple? Yeah, it was like clear purple or some shit. I had the clear purple controller. Yeah, that shit is fire. That was a high achievement in engineering and human, uh, you know, intellect. Yeah, why don't they have the clear cell phones anymore? Or, or now? <laughs> like, why can't I get a clear iPhone? Right. It's just some fucking, like, epoxy or some shit, right? I mean, come on. Uh, how, how hard could it be? 
Yeah, they probably don't want you to see inside of it and reverse engineer. But remember, Ooh, that's an interesting point. Corporate espionage. <laughs> but Selena was talking about uh, she had one of the clear cord phones back. Yeah, in the hell yeah. My, my sister had one of those too. I think I had a clear alarm clock at some point too, or something. That was the shit back in the day. Everyone was like, yeah. oh, we could do clear. Game Boy had, had the clear one. <laughs> yes, yeah. Shit was fire, man. Dude, yeah, we were talking about that a couple days back, but when Game Boy Color came out, hot fire. Yeah, that shit was amazing. Also, uh, well, I think it, Game Boy Color came out at the same time as Pokemon. Oh, I thought and, Pokemon came out a lot earlier than that. Well, probably did, but it hit the States. Maybe. pretty hard and every other fad dissipated do you remember pogs yeah hell yeah man shit. hell yeah pogs were the shit i was and making my own pogs i was getting the fucking super slammers <laughs> or trying to you making your own pogs fuck yeah yeah, they made, had these little pog makers, and you put like a piece of cardboard in there, mm-hmm. and then like some sort of you could cut out like a, a newspaper comic or mm-hmm. magazine, whatever the fuck you want. That's tight. And then you put that on top of the pog, and you assemble it. You have your own fucking pogs, man. Pogs were dope. Shit was fire. Hot Shout out to pogs. Fire. Shout out pogs. Where are they at? Where's Gecko pogs? clothing just came back. Yeah, you see Pogs that? can't be that far behind. Come on. Dude, now. did you see? So there are a pair of glasses that Gecko released that look like this, and they have a visor <laughs> yeah, attached. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I might buy that. You probably should, honestly. But I it's mean, probably like 80 bucks, too. I most mean, likely, yeah. You know? I, I'm not going to lie. I went and scrambled to get the uh, color-changing heat-sensitive tea. Nah, it was sold out by the time I got to it. It's already it's sold out. Sons of bitches, man. No, I just saw the advertisement like two hours I ago. I want to get that shit out. so bad. I think it's a ploy to get you to their website and then you maybe like search around for other shit. Oh, like, well, this is cool though. Talking about ploys, uh, McDonald's and the ice cream machines, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah, like yeah. McDonald's like, come get a milkshake on a hot day and you get there and it's like, oh, our milkshake machine's broken. It's like, how is every milkshake machine broken, right? That's right. So I'm in Reno and I, I played, uh, so, you know, first thing before I went to the casino, I went and played mini golf. Okay, classic Vegas shit, all right. Uh, well reno shit oh right? reno shit my classic desert shit yeah uh so they had like they advertised 66 holes mm. mini golf i want to fill all of them yeah mm. multiple courses so only two of them were open i played them uh by the way it says they're 19 holes each time but the 19th hole is a slot machine that you put your ball into it's not a hole that's bullshit what? okay 63 hole yeah, what? that's that weird being said that? i had a great time uh played by myself uh which was you know i i definitely felt very exposed alone oh ashamed a little out of place embarrassed uh, no i mean they're like they're like families they're like families and kids around you know and i'm i'm a i'm I'm getting to that age where i'm old enough to be a pedophile i know i was just gonna ask did you hide in any dark corners and say hey kid over here yeah exactly so it's just like i just like you know, the mom and her, you know, has got the, the kids, you know, and the cousins and they're all having a good time. And then there's just this guy <laughs> with these glasses on standing like this, just like, I'm yeah. just here to play by myself. I just like golf. <laughs> I, I, I do. I just fucking love mini golf, but you know, it just, I like to play with my balls in public. I like to play. <laughs> What's up? 
the public. Um, so yeah, either way, uh, I think by the time I left, it was probably like 11. Uh, did you win? Well, I was playing myself. Uh, what did you win though? Yes. I got multiple holes in one. I got multiple oh, hole in ones. Oh, hell yeah. And on the long course, I shot like- Actually, that is impressive. I shot like 10 under. Fuck yeah, it's not yeah, bad, I, I, I man. Did, I did really good. Uh, the first course, not so much. One hole in one. Uh, so you didn't win that one. I think I shot two under. Either way, I did good. Uh, it's a nice course. Magic, shout out to Magic Carpet, Marina. Um, <laughs> Our sponsor in today's podcast is Aladdin's Balls. Um, very sweaty. <laughs> well, uh, they would be, right? So, yeah. Just going back pants. to the, the ploy, right? McDonald's, you know, they're like, we have, you know, we have frozen Coke, frozen uh, Cokes. Right. Right. So I'm like, oh, I love a Coke Slurpee. That was like my shit back in the day. You know, it's fucking a, not a hundred and something degrees, but it's hot in Reno. I was just standing outside for, you know, playing golf for a while. And so I'm like, all right, McDonald's, you know, like I'll fuck with your any size Coke Slurpee. You know, <laughs> yeah, why not? Got, right. Okay. So I pull over, I go into the McDonald's. I'm like, all right, give me one of them frozen Cokes medium. And she's like, yeah, the machine's actually broken. You gotta be fucking kidding me, man. Yeah, I was like, what? That's I, was a- like, I was like, when did you guys put the ad up? They're like, yeah, I know. It was a couple days ago. <laughs> Already broken. Uh, take the like, fucking ad down, lady. Seriously, it's just like, but it's a ploy to get you in there, you know? And it's, you know, right. you're like, oh, well, now you're stuck in line. But if you had this fish fillet? <laughs> Have you had a McRib patty? Oh, yeah. And I was like, all right, word. She's like, well, what can I get you? And I was like, no, nothing. You get nothing. You lose. <laughs> yeah. Fuck like, you. I, I came here. I didn't, you know, I, no, like you don't get to catch me like that. You I'm lied to me. I'm leaving. So I went to Sonic and I got a cherry limeade. Much better choice. Cherry limeade. Yeah. Very good. Okay. Shout out Sonic. You're, well, I don't know about that. Sonic has some of the worst food. They have yeah. some of the worst food I've ever had in my life. But that cherry limeade is delicious. Are you talking about a Sonic's hot dog, man? Shut up. Come on. That, that is, is bad. That is top tier foodie type, uh, exquisite, luscious, flavorful. Mm. Mm. Blended meat product. <laughs> yeah. Extruded in a tube. I mean, extruded in the cheese. That is one thing I don't like about a hot dog is when it's too smooth. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like when the sausage yeah, yeah. is too smooth. <laughs> well, those really pink ones that are like fucking polished glass. I'm like, and they're moist. I'm like, mm. no. Yeah, I do but, not want this. Those ones that are so smooth, you know that that was like some bone and inedible <laughs> shit that went into that. Yeah. But it's just like there's something about that smooth texture of a hot, like a, a shitty hot dog that is just <laughs> so like I want to throw up. <laughs> yeah. Good hot dog, however, I like a good sausage. Hey, I'll take a good brat. I, like a a keel, I want a kielbasa, a nice linguisa, right in yeah, my, uh, right in my, uh, right in my cheeks. You know, I'll save it for later. Yeah. Eat it. Like a chipmunk. Yeah, man, I, I'm not above a good sausage. Give me that shit and some buns, and I will eat it with know, my I'm, mouth. With my mouth. Yeah. I want to. I want to grill really bad. I want. I almost bought some sausages the other day, but it's like, oh, it's 115 now. Let's do a live update. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. We are, we are here. Uh, yeah. Sun, Sunday, June 28th. It is 1:48 p.m. 
We are in Portland, Oregon, 97206 area code. We are looking at about 108 degrees. Whoa. Feels like 111. God damn. And like I said, it is 1.48 p.m. And the hottest point of the day is 6 p.m. Dude. Think about that. That's something I don't want to think about. Got four hours and I'm uncomfortable with the reality minutes. of that situation. Yeah, it's gonna get like 95 here. That's did know, it really break 100 yesterday? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think it got up to like 102 or something. I could be wrong though. I usually am. I was thinking about Wiz and that apartment. Yeah, it's got to be hell. Yeah, I hope he's got a good cooling system going on. No, so. he doesn't. I was there. I was there like a <laughs> month ago. He does not. Fuck, man. He's going to fucking no. cook he, cook like a little roast chimgen. Yeah, I mean, it was fucking cold as hell when I went to Seattle. But, you know, when the sun hits his windows, it gets warm. So That's right. I really don't know. And it's like a higher floor, too. So oh, it's yeah. going to get all that heat trapped in there. Oh, yeah. Ah, you're lucky you got a basement apartment. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hi, Mira. Cat, get out of my griddle. <laughs> get out my griddle, cat. Look, look at her. This is her butt. Damn, man. This is her butthole. Got some kitty booty. You waking up tired in the morning? A little too tired because you partied too hard? Well, got that automatic coffee pot going, smell that Folgers brewing in the morning, and you're excited. Go out, you grab yourself a cup of coffee, but you know it needs a little bit of, a little bit of something extra, you know what I mean? A little bit of something to give you a boost. Well, now we have Cocaine Cubes by Sugar Booger Brand Cocaine. Yes, just like sugar cubes, these small cubes of cocaine you can drop into any liquid and they will start your day off fresh get that heart going to 160 straight off the bat 160 i'm talking bpms baby 160 i'm talking about how many miles you're gonna run all over these people's asses when you've got sugar booger brand cocaine cubes drop them in your coffee drop them in your water drop them in your iced tea give them to your children Everything's great. Cocaine for kids. Brought to you by Ruining Your Childhood. Available now at Connor's Cocaine Emporium. Shroom got this tattoo, and he was supposed to get a tattoo that said his uncle's name, Raider D. Yeah. And he did it in Vegas, and it says Raiders D. Doesn't have the same impact. It has a different impact. Let's say. Raiders. Raiders D. Raiders Ain't that some shit, man? Yeah. He likes he likes football. Uh, <laughs> well, at least that's kind of an easy fix. Hopefully, yeah. I mean, be. you could just get the apostrophe S or just S removed. <laughs> Raiders the, the spacing will be weird. Yeah. I'm yeah, that's weird. that's why it's dangerous to get tattoos that are like really meaningful. Right. Like if someone like fucked that up, be like, oh, big oh no. no. Like your uh, like I'm getting... infant child looks like a zombie. You ever see those? Dude, yeah, bad tattoos. Right? I've spent so much time just binging images of people's horrifying tattoos. So yeah. entertaining. 
Selena and I binged that show Ink Master. Oh, okay, yeah. It's really bad. <laughs> I, really, I imagine it, it, so. It's like the concept of it is great. You know, it's tattoos, it's Dave Navarra, you know, but they're just like the judgments and the way that they critique stuff is just so arbitrary and horrible. Yeah. And my friend who's a tattoo artist, she pointed out how uh, it's essentially like racist. It's very racist because mm. none of the people want a black person to tattoo because uh, they say that the, the, can the canvas is too dark and all this stuff, right? And they just talk about how the color theory. <laughs> it's not good. Like colors don't show up on black skin and oh stuff my like that. God, bro. My friend Kayla, who graduated with a tattoo degree, she's like, that's all bullshit. You can tattoo any color on black people's skin. Like, stop, you know? But it's just like right. any black person is treated differently as a canvas or even a judge. And they call it, they refer to people as the canvas. Right. You know? And so it's like this person isn't human, you know, from, right. from the, the name. And the way that they talk about the people's tattoos in front of them is just so insulting. I and bet. It's, just, it's just like, imagine you're like laying on your stomach, you're getting a, a big old back piece, dude's tattooing your back, trying to get it all zen. And then some other tattoo artist walks into the room, oh man, you really fucked that up and just like says something <laughs> like that. It's just like, oh, that's like, wow, you putting that on his back? Like, yeah, bro. Okay. You know, like they just do things like that to mess with the other competitors right right but but they don't give a shit about the person that's like laying on their stomach like <laughs> right getting like a permanent... you are yeah getting a permanent thing on their back that's just right. gonna be yeah and then they get to listen to the critiques and be like watch the show and be like this is such a horrible tattoo for all these reasons so like... <laughs> that's so true i think reality tv is uh just insidious and sinister and disgusting it's like a really cheap and easy way to like propagandize people into horrible relationship dynamics i fucking uh, hate it you like it what's your favorite <laughs> oh yeah you're right i do my what's bad. Your favorite reality tv show <laughs> uh i do not have one because i cannot stand it i can't stand it i can't stand the stop oh, actually you know what here let me revise that actually nathan for you that's my favorite reality tv show that's so good i love it <laughs> it's so fucking good man Did, have you seen the chili so soup? fucking good man I think I've seen all of them. Yeah. That's the greatest one ever, hands down, where it's the guy is like, yeah, so I've been trying to sell my chili at this hockey game for, you know. So later that week, I hired a professional tailor to help design the chili suit based on a detailed sketch I had drawn. The easiest way is probably to put the chili in, I guess, from the neck. For years, and he's like, oh, okay, I'll, I'll help you out. And then he <laughs> builds the suit that he <laughs> yeah, can that dispenses. Oh my Chili God. at the that arm, is, bro. It's the most disgusting and amazing uh, thing I've ever witnessed. And the ability for this guy to maintain his character and like get people to go along with this insane shit because he seems so earnest and there's cameras involved. Oh, he, dude, he it's is so he's good. Like, he's Sasha Barra and Cohen Jr. You know What's what I mean? great about it, he is totally. What's great about it is that reality TV is already so absurd and ridiculous and beyond scope of fucking reality that people are like oh well that's weird but i guess that's not that weird compared to other reality tv shows so okay you know what i'm saying reality tv is so absurd man yeah i mean that doesn't almost doesn't count because it's like it's doing the self-referential uh analysis it's like making fun of what it is you know? it is yeah yeah um yeah, it is 
I watch too many reality shows. Oh, um, that's I'm so sorry for your loss of time. Yeah, it's one of those things where so Selena would be watching something, you know, because often, you know, I get stony baloney. <laughs> Sun starts to go down and I start to go down. Uh, so yeah. I fall asleep on the couch a good amount. We'll be watching you know, X-Files or... You know, unfortunately, around this time of year, I always develop a severe hemorrhoidal condition. Forensic files or... Yeah, yeah. face files. <laughs> yeah, or, yeah. You know, some some, some files. files. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Those are the most or, entertaining or, shows. Yeah, whatever it is. Um, I'm watching that, I wake up and she'll be watching, you know, whatever. She's watching, like, the show The Circle. Oh, my God. Yeah, exactly. Exactly, right? I have absolutely no interest in watching that. No, no, I have no interest, right? I guarantee you I'll be ensnared, though, if I start watching it. I guarantee you. This is what I'm trying to say. So this is is a realization that I had. So I wake up on the couch, you know, just like, you know, after my my first REM cycle. And I wake up, you know, Selena's sitting, watching the show. I'm like, what is this? Whatever. And I like, try to fall back to sleep, but I'm like watching it and I, and I don't stop watching it. And I'm just laying there and I'm angry at the show, <laughs> angry at myself. But I, but at no point in time am I like, I need to stop watching this. Yeah. So I end up spite watching the season. Yeah. Not just that's, or the series, you know. Right. But you so, despise it. And that's kind of it, why you're right? watching it. Yeah. And so it, it brought me into this whole, uh, genre of things that i uh, of media that i'd never thought about but it's like you spite watch a movie you spite listen to a song yeah that is true you know and what what do we define that as you know what what's a good spite watch for you yeah um, yeah so yeah. for yeah so i got sucked into this and now now like i spite watch i, I kind of like it but i kind of spite watch it I've come around to it it's called alone well, that actually sounds kind of an interesting premise, though. Isn't that where they drop somebody in the woods? Yeah, and they have to survive. Yeah, that's you know? fucking pretty interesting, because that's like a legitimate conflict between a man and a... Na- and, well, not a man, a person in nature. Um, only men. Oh, sorry. No only man. men. Only okay. naked men. Only nude, uh, heterosexual <laughs> men. What's better than this? Guys being dudes. Okay, no clothing, but we're all, they're all very heterosexual. <laughs> right. God-fearing men. And that's like an honest conflict. That's a real, you know, legitimate conflict. So that's kind of, I see why that would be interesting. There are, there are reality shows that have great concepts, but more often than not, like the producers are always trying to steer. Yeah. Things, right. Yeah. Yeah. And so you could tell like in Ink Masters, you know, it's like a lot of these people, you know, they're just, they're just artists, you know what I mean? But like to be on the show, you have to be willing to like, insult people and discuss yeah. things these certain ways and like get a manufactured and, and, yeah exactly yeah exactly and so you know the, the you can feel that in a lot of the the production of reality yeah. shows so for that reason Ugh, those reality shows that. suck yes yeah, like i don't want to i don't want to be reminded of the producers and the executives and you know i don't want to be reminded of them when i'm watching something i want to be immersed in a world I don't want to think about how they're making money off of this and who's generating this conflict artificially. And you know what I'm saying? Like what they really think about it. Cause this is obviously fake. Yeah. I don't want to think about all that shit. That's distracting. Yeah. It is ironic that like reality TV is like the least realistic. And I think that's what's so insidious or I find so sinister about it, you know, cause it plays it off. Like, no, no, these, these are real people. They're real opinions that they have. It's like, but it's not. 
It's like clearly not. It is and it isn't. It is and it isn't. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, yeah, I would definitely, I want to meet like someone that was on one of those shows and be like, and you just know, see like, what they're really like. Yeah. I just want to talk to them and be <laughs> like, you know, how did you feel about the, de the depiction of you? in the show like yeah. do, do you feel that it was like an honest depiction are you really that shallow of a piece of shit are you really i mean yeah sorry not a piece of shit uh you know are you really a shallow <laughs> piece of uh fecal listen i'll take it i'll take know? i'll take a piece of shit i mean I, i'll allow it i mean i've seen you eat them so I think exactly they're delicious i eat them for breakfast yeah i think it attracts narcissistic personalities or people who are like on the narcissistic side of things I think it definitely like attracts that and then at that point they don't have any real connection to anything they're doing or saying they just know that it will work towards the larger goal of being infamous or famous or having attention so it's like these producers are like hey make sure you go insult this person or whatever and then they're like yeah fuck yeah okay because i know it'll be like lots of views of mm -hmm. my face yeah selena and i uh, and my tattoo artist kayla uh, she's a boss. Uh, we were all talking uh, while I was getting tattooed the other day about just how science like changes so fast and that yeah. like not even just science but society but there are all these things that people don't <clears throat> they don't understand the concept or, or, or what uh, the detriment or, or the impact of, of, of using and utilizing a certain thing and mm -hmm. diving in head first you know right it's like humans just as a society like dive into a, a, the pools of technology and like without without ever looking into the water or you know trying and it's not even just it's technology is not just like tvs and stuff but like social media pharmaceuticals sure. social uh, programming know, exactly yeah, yeah. but All it's like but there's a profit motive i mean a profit motive kind of destroys any uh you know limit on yeah. behavior or like you know what i'm saying if it generates profit, be it. No. Well, yeah, our our corporations, or the corporations are bait, or they use orthodox economics, which ignores the concept of externalities and says right. that they don't exist. Right. So, in the which in the absurd. concept, yeah, in the concept of orthodox economics, there are no like pollution doesn't isn't real. Right, but I think that's being proven wrong now by science because it's like there is scientific but, evidence that if you destroy this rainforest to make six billion dollars you are going to suffer yourself a trillion dollar loss in 10 years and it's like you can't deny that shit that is like fucking hard science you know what i'm saying so i think hopefully that shit comes to an end soon I well in orthodox economics they just say that that goes into supply and demand and you can't you know you have to create scarcity to create demand but, right, but it's untenable but in the long term and on a large scale well, the thing about it is you create scarcity without having scarcity. Right. And so you have to like, you, you create the illusion of scarcity. Like diamonds, perfect example. Exactly, exactly. You know, it's like the most common, one of the most common stones. Like exactly, you can, right. you, you can find them like all over the place and like, yeah. what, you know, and not to mention. You've got warehouses filled to the fucking brim. These well, yeah, that's, stones. you know, part of those, those companies, uh, whatever the, the miners back in the day, that's what they did is like, they hoarded it. You know what right. I mean? Because they wanted to create scarcity, you know? And so yep. that drives the price up. I mean, we learned, I mean, that concept was very well known and yeah, uh, it was applied by corporations during COVID. Like that, yeah, that, absolutely. that, is, that is what happened. Yes. Well, like, what, like 
you know, we're not going back to these old methods because. And on a microcosm, you know, individual sellers were doing that mm -hmm. on a lower level to do the same thing, to drive up scarcity. So to try to drive up their prices. Yeah. It's so fucking unethical. It's crazy that it's allowable at all. And they did like kind of pass laws against that or legislation or whatever. But. Yeah. But there's probably like some fucking thing slapped onto the side of that bill that mm -hmm. negates it. You know what yeah. I mean? Like entirely. Yeah. I just passing laws is just their system is broken. You I know, know what I mean? Unless you I take know. unless you take out lobbying, like unless you take out corporate lobbying, you know what yeah. I mean? No, and, you have to and, restructure the economy. You have to. There's no fucking other way around it. Because you can't you'll run into the same problem over and over and over again. Yeah. Every time. Know, yeah. Misallocation of resources. That's right. Planned obsolescence and Everything like I have to do, Artificial you know, a speech security. about politics and stuff like that, and everything that I'm going to talk about is just going to come down to uh, misallocation of resource. Fuck yeah! And just like you know, like anyone will be like, "Oh, well, there's this problem," and I'll be like, "Well, the money's there. There like, is like, money. Like, there. The money yes. is there. The resources <laughs> are there. Stop telling that's me exactly they're not. Right. They're right there. Yep. They yep. are right there. I can see them. Yes, I can see them. I can see yes. a person that's that, that's hoarding the resources. Oh, I can see ten people that are hoarding enough resources to solve all of the world's issues 10 times over again. Like, for uh, real. Like, 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 stop telling me it's on the workers. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah, and so, exactly. yeah, going back to the creation of scarcity, it's like a lot of these companies, they uh, drove their prices up because they had a scarcity of labor because people, you know, were, were off for the pandemic and things like that. Right. And so, you know, all these companies you call in and it's like, still 18 months later, they're like, we're experiencing abnormally long wait times. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's like, so they're using this concept of uh, scarcity of employment of uh, yeah. employees to then save money on actually yep. servicing you as a customer. So no, now totally. they don't have to do customer service anymore because, you know, quote unquote, scarcity of labor, even though there's clearly right. people that, that need those jobs. But all these corporations just chopped down everything. They're like, oh, well, you know, I could save hundreds of thousands of dollars for you working at home and I don't have to rent these uh, you know, retail spaces and things exactly. like that. No, right. now, now you pay for the fucking electricity mm -hmm. and I don't have to. You know what I, I mean, that's like, just like the, uh, what's it called? I guess like the second industrial period in a way where it's like everything is turning into robots and self-serve. It's like, so now there's some, nobody has to help you at the grocery store. Yep. You're responsible for all the labor. You're responsible for all the decision-making <laughs> and uh, it's all on you. And meanwhile, they make way more money. It's just occurs to me, like, it's not about like, ideological anything it's just like we structured society in this way of like corporations being on top because that was assumed to benefit more people more job creation you know more money flowing around more places but that's not happened now the consumers being screwed who's buying the thing and the workers who generate all of the profit are being screwed well what the hell like it's not about ideological anything it's just that doesn't make any sense and meanwhile add to that the environmental destruction at this like rapid pace like well, come not, on man this shit does not make sense but that's you not cannot happening, keep it this way oh but, right you're right but that's right. not happening though. You, you're totally right i forgot but, about that but it, but it's not happening i happen to listen to more than just one source in the mainstream media okay. i listen to alex jones okay, okay. so and i'm not joe, gonna and joe rogan okay. of course i listen to joe rogan i'm not gonna sit here and be brainwashed by CNN and the Associated Press and USA Today and uh, government reports and, and scientific Al and, yeah. and Al Jazeera and, and Fauci and, and Fauci and 
and all you know all these uh, uh academia nuts you know what i'm saying no thank you okay ah, fuck that i'd rather take a macadamia nut that's right i'd rather crack a macadamia with, with white chocolate crack open some fucking brew listen to alex jones tell me the truth and a few youtubers as well yep Woof. pewdiepie maybe a little fish concert in the background whoever it's got to be man mm-hmm Whoever it's got to be that tells me exactly the thing that I was worried that was the truth is actually the truth and provides a base level of uh, assurances that I feel like I have evidence. Hmm. Yeah. That's it. That's all, that's all I need. I'm not indoctrinated like you, bro. Do you remember, did you ever see the episode of South Park with Tom Cruise and John Travolta and R. Kelly? <laughs> no, no. No? I'm sure it was a classic. No, no. I haven't seen it. Tom Cruise locks himself in the closet. And like, okay. He like literally locks himself in the closet, you know? Yeah. And they're like, Tom, you got to come out of the closet. He's like, but I'm not in the closet, though. <laughs> Tom, no, Tom, nice. you're in the closet. You need to come out of the closet. But, I, but I'm not in the closet, though. Tom, <laughs> Tom, Tom, this is Nicole, Nicole Kidman here. Tom, you need to come out of the closet. But I'm not in the closet. You can't argue with that. That's genius. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. So he that, won that, the that, argument. That, that's what this is all, you know, very <laughs> reminiscent of. It's like, yeah, it, clearly, but I'm not in the closet, though. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's this. So in the communications class, we had to, uh, we did an audience. So like, if you're doing public speaking, a lot of the time you do like an audience survey. So you know yeah. who you're speaking to, right? You know, you sure. can kind of cater your shit, right? Specifically for like, TED Talks will do that on things like that a lot of the time. Yeah. Um, so we did that with our class and we did an audience survey. So it's just, you know, four questions. Everyone answers it. It gets posted anonymously. Um, and it's, you know, I value this. I believe in this. Mm, okay. uh, I am interested in this. And uh, one thing I want the speaker to know about me is this, right? Wow. All right. So, Pretty open-ended. So, yeah, yeah, they're very open-ended, but, you know, it kind of gives you a gist of the people that are, you know, going to be, yeah. you're going to be speaking to. And so I was looking through the the results, everyone else's things, right? For the most part, everyone values some, you know, their values uh, operate along the same lines, right? And their yeah. beliefs, for the most part, operate under the same lines, you know, like some people believe in in God and, and, and uh, you know, Buddhism or mm-hmm. Christianity or whatever, but everyone believed in helping others, right? In some, okay. yeah. in yeah. some form, right? So a lot of similarities on both of those categories. Obviously the interests come in and the interests are very you know, different, right? Place. You know, for me, I'm like, yeah, I'm into nostalgia. I like learning why people are willing to, you know, sacrifice everything, you know, et cetera. And you know, some people are like, oh, I like gardening. Some people are like, you know, I'm, I'm a philanthropist. I like to help people, all sorts of different things. And we get to the section that's one thing that I want the speaker to know about me. And, you know, for me, it was like, you know, it was like, I want the real truth, you know, like, but I'm also okay with people presenting. People lying to me. No, people presenting. <laughs> I'm also okay with people presenting theories when they don't have all the truth, just be, yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah. like, don't come out like you're a know-it-all, you know? Right, right. And then one other person sure. is like, you know, uh, I can take harsh criticism, you know, so there's a bunch of little things like that. Yeah. But then we get to this one guy. And, <laughs> oh, dude, I can't I, wait I, to hear this. I'm gonna, I gotta just read it to you, man, because it is. If you got it, I want to hear this shit. Like, I can't make it up. This sounds like something that's right up my alley, man. Oh, it's, it's, oh, it's great. It's beautiful. Beautiful. I just want 
I used to hate that song. And then, then I listened to it like 10 years later and I was like, this is dope. <laughs> I gotta be honest, I'm kind of in the same boat. Dude. I like wasn't a big fan of it. And then now it's just like always in my head and I love it. I mean, the guitar riff, the beat, it's just like, uh, uh, oh. <laughs> yeah, Pharrell's a genius. No, Pharrell, Pharrell is a genius. Pharrell. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. So, are you ready? Yeah. All right. So, this guy, or this person, correction. Yeah, you son of a bitch. Um, what I what I want a speaker to know about me is okay. Is one. Oh, I thought that's how he started it. Like he was restating the question, like it was an essay. <laughs> well, everyone everyone restates the question. All right. So. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Go ahead. So you know what I want the speaker to know about me is one. Yeah. I am a parent first and foremost. Not okay. he's, he's not a he's not apparently you know this. He's a parent. Right. Right. Yeah. For, okay. So he's, he's I am a parent first okay. and foremost. I was a young parent on top of that. Okay. Two. Oh, I served shit. in the military for eight years Oh, okay. and spent okay. six years prior to that just giving everything I had to appreciate <laughs> to prepare for it, okay? Okay. <laughs> I believe in my country and I love having served. I, can, oh. I cannot sit and tolerate any sort of speech which oh disrespects or discredits either of those. Oh, dude. Three. No, there's not more. Oh, we're not done. Oh Three. my lord, this man is demanding. I support both old ways and new ways of life. I think it's very important to respect how far society has come in accepting new things such as gender identity, women in the workforce, etc. Okay. I also feel strongly oh. that there are some old ways that are respectable, i.e. women taking care of their families. Yes, men can help, but that doesn't mean we have to force it on all of them. <laughs> Men supporting their families. Yes, women can help, but I don't like the my money, your money mentality. Basically, what the hell? here's the dismount, though. The dismount's great. It's like a Simone Biles discount right and here. And strong, right? man. Let's hear yeah. it. Basically, I think it's important to respect all ways of life, whether we live it ourselves or not, and just caring for one another as best as we can. Uh, all right, I'm going to read two sentences in, con in conjunction. Okay. I cannot sit and tolerate any sort of speech which disrespects or discredits either of those. Yes. And we're talking about the country and the military, right? Yeah. Yes. yes. Basically, I think it's important to respect all ways of life, whether yes. we live it ourselves or not. Yes. No, no. It's not a contradiction, man. He no. can res He can tolerate. No, I'm sorry. He cannot tolerate something, but also respect it at the same time. That's, you know what I'm saying? That's all. That he is. cannot tolerate your point of view in <laughs> yes, that you yes. dis in, in that you disagree with him. That's right. But he respects all walks of life. But it sounds very, as long as they don't disagree with him. I feel like he's going through some shit in a transitionary period by that by the way he wrote that because he's trying to come off as like open and like you know willing to change and learn new things. But then he's also saying, "But I will punch your fucking lights out." if you dare disgrace anything that I hold dear. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, well, those things really don't uh Well, match. that's why when I said this guy, you know, when I was when I was leading into it, I was like this guy cuz I mean, you yeah, can just, I assumed guy. You can read 
Yeah. You can feel the white male fragility. Yes. It reeks of like, testosterone. I, oh, it's just like, yeah. bro. Yeah. It's, it's like, just dripping in early pattern male baldness. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure I know who it is in the class. And that being said, I, you know, I, I had to write a response, you know, like one of the questions was like, how do you think you would cater your speech uh, to, to this audience? And I just wouldn't. And I was just like, like, am I supposed to like cater to someone that doesn't know, like they, they clearly have no understanding of the words that they're saying? Yeah. Like, not, not even the words fashion. they're saying, like this, like this person typed this and then submitted it. And it's all there still. And it's like, it goes from point A to point and you fucking Q, you know what I mean? And just like uh, instantly, like wormhole right. style. I wonder if like everybody else was handing in their papers or whatever. He's just still sitting there scribbling. It's an online class at this point. Oh, okay. Well, that really destroys any of that imagery. But I mean, I assume <laughs> that he tuned, he turned it in last minute. You know, it was like uh, yeah, the yeah. seconds were counting down. Also, why did he, why did he have to number them? You know what I'm saying? Why did he have, and there wasn't even just three. He had like two or three points in one of his points. Yeah. The, the third point possessed potentially four points. <laughs> That's what I was, why did he need to write all that? I don't understand. Uh, it, it reminded me a lot of. It's just the was propaganda it, uh, speech at that point. Fucking Home Alone, his brother Buzz. What he's I like. Remember uh, he's like, well, I got three reasons. He's like, one. A, I'm not that lucky. Two, we have smoke detectors. And D, we live in the most boring street in the United States of America, where nothing even remotely dangerous will ever happen. Period. B, and three, you know, are like, and C, you know, are just, you know, he, he's just yeah. like, he's, it's like, what are you doing, dude? Like, just kind of makes you short circuit. Just a little really bit not more. thinking through the whole assignment. Mm. You know? mm. And honestly, he could have just said the very last statement and avoided any weirdness and just came across as a really cool guy. Yeah. And, you, you, know, you know, he could have put a lot of those things in his belief section. You know what I mean? Because like yeah. the, a lot of those things are strong beliefs. His belief section was, uh, I believe in the age old treat others as you would like to be treated. Okay. Uh, this is a very long one too. It says to me, this kind, this this means treating others with kindness and being genuine in our interactions. Unless they disagree with you. Unless words. they disagree with what you're saying. I believe that we should take into consideration the way others feel or experiences they've had to ensure that we aren't purposefully doing something that will disrespect them. Unless but, they've tra been traumatized by the military. In the country. Yeah, exactly. Unless they, you know, uh, disagree with what you're saying. Okay. Uh, I also believe that we should, you know, I also. I also, I also, there's a lot of beliefs here. <laughs> I also believe that we should remain honest, no matter how difficult it may be, unless we disagree with you. Right. I would or rather someone be honest with me rather than protect my feelings and allow me to continue doing something that's subpar in some way, like, you know, blindly respecting the government, but okay, <laughs> whatever. Uh, lastly, I believe that there is a time and a place for everything, like including telling you about boots. my politics. Yeah, yeah exactly. Including licking boots. Uh, we should remain focused on what we are doing to ensure that people uh, know that we value the time they're giving us. Unless, of course, they disrespect the military. Yeah, if they've disagreed with you at any point on almost anything. Yeah. So. The country and the military are very vague and large topics that intersect with many other topics. So that's a kind of just a kielbasha on talking to him about anything that has like a critical tone. Uh, I'd say that's yes, Rob. But basically, you will get punched if you have an open conversation with me, unless you agree with me at all times. I think that's also correct, Rob. Yeah. I've met those people, definitely. <laughs>
I'm like, you know, the cops aren't doing a great job right now. And they're like, I will fucking punch your lights out next time I see you, you little bitch. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, never mind. Then. I mean, they are doing a good job. Sorry about that. Sorry, Jesus. I was wrong, actually. I will literally eat your face. <laughs> I've killed people. Their bodies decaying in the sand. My third cousin was in World War II. That's <laughs> Oh, man. Fucking Americans. All right, man. All right, brother. I will see you next time. Yes. Uh, Let's try and plan for next Saturday. On the flip side. Yeah. Next Saturday. All right. All right, brother.